WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banke, and Kendall Anthes. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The Greater Thumb East title might be out of reach, but there's still plenty on the line tonight. It's the Sandusky Wolves on the road and taking on the Harbor Beach Pirates on homecoming night for the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. Good evening and welcome to the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me once again is a true professional, even has license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Good to be here and uh, good to watch a couple 4-1 and one teams battle it out here tonight. Both Harbor Beach and Sandusky find themselves with four wins and just one loss. The Pirates lost to Ubley two weeks ago, but bounced back well against Marlette last Friday. Sandusky lost to those very Red Raiders two weeks ago in a close game and then rained on Bad Axe's homecoming parade seven days ago. Yeah, two very similar teams in front of us. Very young teams, up and coming. These guys are looking for that breakout player. That might be the difference and see who wins tonight. The Sandusky Wolves enter the 2023 season with a new mascot and a new ceiling for their program. After two consecutive three-in-six campaigns, the Wolves of Sandusky have already surpassed that win total in just five weeks. But now they have a gauntlet in front of them with Harbor Reach tonight and then Ubley waiting in the wings. Yeah, great start for Sandusky, but oh boy, is that a tough couple of weeks ahead of them. But they are making a case for the playoffs, and these are the games to see what your team is made of. For the Harbor Beach Pirates, they've lost just two times in the last 14 regular season games, both being to the Ubley Bearcats. There's plenty still to fight for with a boatload of playoff points on the line and maybe even home field advantage for a game in the postseason. I agree. This this game means a lot to them moving forward. If they can run that table, it almost ensures them the two seed in their own district and a home game at the least. It's Sandusky and Harbor Beach ready to square off in the Greertham East and grab that fifth victory of the season. Before the game begins tonight, we'll host our media round table, take a look at other air games, and dive deep into the game of the week, Sandusky at Harbor Beach. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWsports.com. Sandusky at Harbor Beach. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Siler and Anger Valley Services. Dia Services of Cass City for all your grain handling needs. Category and Air Conditioning of Bad Axe. Randy Sunny Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Countryside Transportation, here in Auto Parts. Whitetail Properties Real Estate, Harbor Beach True Value. Albert Insurance Agency of Port Hope and Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach Community Schools. Harbor Beach Community Hospital. Bayport State Bank. And sure health. Better health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speeds of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast, broadcast is a copyrighted presentation of Thumb Broadcast Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the W at LW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. We are now into the teeth of the football regular season. 
pre-Labor Day football is nothing but a distant memory. Heck, September football is practically already over, as October is already on the doorstep. Although it might not feel that way tonight. Tonight is week number five of nine regular season matchups for every high school team across the state of Michigan. But if any of our area teams have anything to say about it, it's week number five of what everyone intends to be 14. It doesn't take 14 wins, just 14 weeks to get to that ever-coveted state championship game. For one team tonight, Harbor Beach has been there twice in 1991 and again in 2012 when they brought home all of the marbles. For the Wolves of Sandusky, no such luck has been had yet. However, most, if not all, postseason success has happened in the last decade under the current regime, having claimed a district championship back in 2015. But if you ask any head football coach, player, or even fan, the past is just that. And it's all eyes on the mission ahead. Tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates host the Sandusky Wolves for their homecoming. Plenty of festivities, plenty of memories, and, well, plenty of distractions as well for the Pirates, with each trying to find their fifth victory of the season, Sandusky and Harbor Beach. Someone who has been through it all and by my side for the last 12 years would be Dave Hanson. Yeah, Clark, you know what it is. It's always good to be back in the old stomping grounds, and it's homecoming week, so the, the everybody in town is outside waiting for all the festivities to happen. Should be a good crowd tonight and should have a pretty competitive football game as well. Yeah, the parade's going on right now through downtown and kickoff in about 50 minutes, 5-0. Our broadcast team was off last week, which meant Doug Cole did not have to run the roads all the way from Livonia, Michigan for a week. Doug has been our director of sports information for the last 11 years on the WLW Sports Network and keeps track of all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats for us throughout the entire broadcast. Doug, welcome back to Hyper Beach. Thank you, Clark. I uh, missed you guys last week. Uh, I missed driving. Always loved driving up here. It was a great drive up uh, M25 today, and I'm excited for a great game in home uh, during homecoming. I'm sure it's been two weeks since you've had a really good meal, so where'd you stop? That's true. You are absolutely correct. Uh, so I actually stopped a little south of here, just north of Forestville. Okay. It's uh, the Boondocks Pub. It's yes. It's the first time I've ever been there. Had a uh, pub steak with uh, French fries on the side, and that was it. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Absolutely. Great service, great food, and it was a good place to uh, have dinner. Well, that's great to hear. So dining with Doug can continue for another week. I like how you clarified what restaurant north of Forestville, as if they had multiple options there. <laughs> but that's besides the point. And it's good to have you back, Doug, as well. Thank you. For the last nearly seven years, we've had the best spotter in the business in our ears of Dan Benke. Not only is there, he's our spotter, but he's also the founder of the Dan Banky School of Football Spotting, the premier football broadcasting education program in the country. And as part of his duties, Dan Banky is on the road with his speaking series, currently in Kansas City, Missouri. Ah, very good. He's expanding. I was actually hoping that they uh, called him over to the other side of the country where maybe they could help our U.S. Ryder Cup team, but uh, no luck there. Well, I guess they'll have to just suffer the way they're getting their butts kicked over there. Well, I'm not sure, but there is rumors that being out in Kansas City right now, Dan Banky is actually enrolling Taylor Swift into the Dan Banky School Football Spotting. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon, Too perhaps? Soon. Okay. Well, the great news is we have the top student of the Dan Banky School Football Spotting, Taylor Swift, aside with us once again tonight, our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthes. Beyond doing just the broadcast intangibles, Kendall's responsibilities have expanded to social media and will be stepping up to the spot of lead spotter in Dan's absence. Dan, I should say, Kendall, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks. It felt like we've been off for uh, forever. I can tell you that. A whole but, uh, week we've been off. I yes. know. It seems like forever. But I can tell you the homecoming festivities are definitely going on because I think I parked in Bad X. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it's. I would say it's in the top three parades in Harbor Beach of the year is the homecoming parade here. <laughs> There's only two more. There's, yeah, correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Well, it's uh, good to have you. You made it on time even, all the way from Midland, so that's even more impressive. And it's homecoming night in Harbor Beach, and the Sandusky Wolves are looking to crash the party. You'll hear it all on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Sandusky on the road at Harbor Beach. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Ampler Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. And wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Now in replay form, you can go to our website, click on the Replays tab, or like I said, podcasts, Apple iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. Just look us up and you will find us right there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View. It's the Denver Broncos of the Media Roundtable, <laughs> Paul P. Adams. Wait a minute, I got to win? <laughs> yeah, you got 20 points. Yeah. Just gave up 70. <laughs> our director of sports information, Doug Cole. Our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthes. The top spotter north of Fort Gratiot, Michigan. Dan Banke and the defending champion of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a media roundtable winner. In our last broadcast, Dave Hansen was the most accurate in the backyard brawls predictions. That was two weeks ago, giving him his second victory of the season in a one-game lead over Kendall Anthes and Paul P. Adams, while Doug Cole and Dan Benke are still looking for their first win of the season. Shouldn't be any surprise. The backyard brawl is literally me. That is yeah, that you, game you, you just are the defines epitome. my life. Right. You now. were still surprised by that too, though. <laughs> Don't lie. The only thing more confusing, Dave, than your allegiance in the Ubley Harbor Beach game might be the school district line between Ubley and Harbor Beach. <laughs> I think I lived on it. it, that, it that was the line. Does it, it exist? It looks like a downtown Detroit ge- gerrymandered political map. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so how it works? Each meter representative picks a winner and a final score from tonight's game of the week on the W Sports Network. The winners. Dean by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won on our last broadcast, he will go last. So tonight's order is Doug Cole leading things off, followed by Dan Benke, Kendall Anthus, Paul B. Adams, and then Dave Hansen. Doug Cole, the tea is yours. Well, I think a couple of years ago, I picked Sandusky. Um, I think it might have been last year because I remember it was in Sandusky to upset Harbor Beach. Uh, that didn't go well. I, think yeah, it I remember like that, a yeah. 40 point game, I believe. It's, we're not keeping track. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> Probably my worst pick, but. Uh, uh, oh, I wouldn't go that far, Doug. Yeah, continue, sorry. <laughs> Very team, close. Very close. Even Cole. though Very the teams are both 4 and 1, um, Harbor Beach has had more of a tougher schedule. They already played Ubley. Sandusky's faced uh, Memphis, uh, other teams that are lower in the standings. I got Harbor Beach winning at this one in uh, homecoming. That always helps. 36-14. 36-14, so a 22-point victory in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates, according to Doug Goal. Dan Benke, well, he's out on his uh, teaching tour, and so he texted me just a few moments ago. And here's what Dan Benke had to say. Coming off a much-needed bye week, Dan Benke's diversifying his spotting with a color tour up north as well as Kansas City. For the folks who care, the maple trees are just turning. 
off on northern Michigan. <laughs> Probably three more weeks till full color. Thank you, Dan. This is a very <laughs> detailed report. But back to the game. It's going to be a tough battle in the trenches. Both teams are almost equally matched, but Harbor Beach has one weapon that no team in the thumb has stopped, and that athlete is Benny Harper. According to Dan Banky, he will be the difference maker to help Harbor Beach win this matchup by 10 points. Harbor Beach 22, Sandusky 12, according to Dan Banky. Kendall Anthos. Well, I'm going to have to agree with both of the guys that went before me. I think Benson Harper is just too much for anybody in the thumb. And uh, Sandusky, pretty weak schedule here to start. Um, I'm going to take the Harbor Beach Pirates 32-12 tonight. 32-12, so you're saying Harbor Beach by 20 points, according to Kendall Anthos, undercutting Doug Cole. So, okay. Thanks. Okay, that leaves uh, Paul P. Adams. Well, uh, as I was doing another uh, radio spot, I do Moonlight uh, beyond WLAW well, Sports. So. That's it. <laughs> we just turned his mic off. Uh, that's the last of him. Yeah. Go but ahead. But I, I realized something here that the crowd uh, went wild. Yeah, yeah. Har- Harbor Beach has features a very fantastic defense. The ugly game aside, every opponent has been held to single digits. And I go back to last week. Uh, quite frankly, Sandusky looked terrible in the first half against uh, Badex. Was down fourteen to eight. Uh, I think Harbor Be- or, uh, Sandusky's going to have tough sledding here all night against the Harbor Beach uh, defense. Uh, with that said, I, you know, Harbor Beach offense I still think is finding its way, so I don't know if it's going to be a total uh, route, but I'm going to go with 32-8. Uh, 32-8. to, eight. 32 to eight. So a 24-point victory. And Dave just Adams. marked down 26 points. 32-8. So that leaves Dave Hansen. Boy, Paul. You have to do that to me, huh? Yep. You, well, no, you have to I'll, do I'll it t- to me. I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now. I'm definitely going with Harbor Beach in the over, but I'm going to get there in a second. The part that makes me nervous is the fact that Ubley just exposed what Harbor Beach has been struggling to do for years. It's been multiple years since Harbor Beach had a good run defense, and Coach Jacobson falls from a family tree of people that look like Bill Sweeney and Troy Schelke. You can bet he's going to pound the rock all night long. If Harbor Beach can even slow them down at all, I firmly agree. This is Harbor Beach's game to lose. It's on their turf. This is a rivalry game that they know very well. They've had the upper hand on. There is a route for Sandusky to win this game or keep it close. On the other side of things, if Harbor Beach can clear up that run game or stop that running game at all, this will be a track me in favor of Harbor Beach. Give me Harbor Beach 46 to 20. 46 to 20, so 26 points according to Dave Hansen. I hate this game. I really do. Okay. So the experts have spoken and they've all taken Harbor Beach. So it means well, I have. Go, yes, Paul. No, no, no. What was your original pick, Dave? 46. This is what you had. So I have to go higher or lower. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the experts have spoken. They've all taken the Harbor Beach Pirates, which means I have Sandusky by default. Good luck, gentlemen. At the low end, we have Dan Banky taking Harbor Reach by 10 points, 22 to 12. And then we have Kendall Anthos taking Harbor Reach by 20 points, 32 to 12. Followed by Doug Cole, Harbor Reach 36 to 14. Harbor Reach by 22 points. Paul B. Adams taking Harbor Reach 32 to 8 by 24 points. And then Dave Hansen taking Harbor Reach by 26 points, 46 to 20. Good luck, gentlemen. And let's take a look at other area games going across the region. And we will start out in eight-player football. We had one game take place last night. That was in the NCTL Stars down in Burton, Atherton. Uh, hosted Oakland Christian Lancers. And it came down to the very last play. And Burton Atherton throws the touchdown as time expired to win 36-30 over Oakland Christian. In the NCTL Stripes tonight in Kindy. 
The Peck Pirates at 1-4 take on North Huron, who's 2-3. Peck, their only win was over Caseville in Week 2 by just 10 points. They lost to Pace City All Saints 74-8 last week. North Huron, after an 0-3 start, have won two games in a row. Yeah, make it three for the Warriors. Uh, they've really figured things out since losing to Caseville. That was a that was a wake-up call. Um, they, they just didn't have their identity. They figured out their identity running on the ground now. Um, they have three three backs. They've actually shifted their quarterback around. So I think uh, North Huron not only wins this game on homecoming, they win this game easily on homecoming. Oh, it's homecoming up there. Yes. Excellent. Absolutely. I totally agree. North Huron is going to win this game. The, the offensive line play has been the difference for me. The little shuffling around of athletes help, but that offensive line can make any sort of hole. They do have some weapons there to make this game happen. And the only thing more exciting than the Detroit Lions would be the Caseville Eagles. <laughs> oh, man. At 1-4 and four tonight, they enter taking on New Haven Merritt, the Mustangs of New Haven. Caseville lost a tough one in overtime last week to Akron Fairgrove, 46-40. to 40. I was at that game. It was the craziest game I've ever seen. It would take me the rest of this pregame to try to even break it down, but uh, um, the biggest key in that in uh, this game tonight for Caseville is the health of one Nathan Feltner. Uh, before he got hurt, he hurt, hurt his left shoulder uh, when he was tackled after a two-point conversion. Uh, they they seem cautiously optimistic that he was going to play. If he plays, Caseville wins this game. If he doesn't, I don't know if Caseville can generate enough offense. So I'm hoping Nathan Feltner plays and uh, Caseville pulls this game out. I'm with you. Give me the home team. Let's go, Caseville. Ashley is at Akron Fairgrove. Ashley three and two. Akron Fairgrove at four and one. I will say, this whole time I thought Ashley was up by Traverse City. Ashley is actually in Gratiot County, so I'm sorry for that, folks. I know <laughs> I probably offended all of our Ashley listeners here for the past wow. few years, but <laughs> I apologize to all three of you. Moving on, CPS is at All Saints tonight. CPS zero and five. All Saints four and one. CPS now have lost seven games in a row. Shot up by New Haven Merritt last week, 62 nothing. All Saints have allowed just eight points in the last four weeks. Beat Peck 74 to eight last week. Yeah, more of the same for All Saints. They're they're the clear class of the uh, NCTL stripes. Uh, another easy win for All Saints. No doubt about it. And as for Ashley, uh, they can get in line with the teams that we've offended, Clark. It's no big deal. <laughs> well, all right. Or should well, I say we? Yeah, How about that? Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on to the NCTL stars. KPAC at 1-4. Dryden at 1-4. Dryden have scored 52 points this season. All came in the first week. Scoreless ever since. Brown City at 5-0. Mayville at 5-0 in Mayville tonight. Brown City 5-0 for the first time since 2009. Mayville squeaked out a 16-14 victory over KPAC last week. Who is one in four this season? Yeah, this is a definite uh, contrast of undefeated teams. Mayville has been squeaking by, getting by. Brown City has just dismantled everybody in their path, including Deckerville and Kingston. Brown City's going to win this, and it's going to be a track meet out there. Yeah, I don't think Mayville's a bad team by any stretch of things, but Brown City is rolling. They will win handily. And then a good game on Saturday night. It's homecoming in Kingston, and it's Deckerville. Going in, both teams at 4-1. and one. Deckerville's only lost to Brown City. Kingston only lost to Brown City. Should be a good one tomorrow night. Yeah, this is a fantastic Kingston. game. Um, sorry to step on you there, Clark. I no, was just okay. so excited to talk about it. Okay. I think Deckerville's got the edge in this game. Um, just like like what the, what they've been able to do on the ground, uh, I think just too much uh, too much Deckerville's running game, they're going to overwhelm Kingston. I, I agree with you. I, I was taking the road team as well. going to spoil the homecoming. It, Owen Corliss has got to be, you know, we don't, again, he's not healthy. He's going to play, right? Is that is that the final word on that? Likely, but, I mean, if he does play, he's certainly not ne- even anywhere near what we expect him to be. And that is the, that is your ultimate difference maker there. So even if he's at 50%, he gives Kingston a punch his chance, but give me the healthy team that plays good defense. Give me Deckerville. And moving on to 11-player football, USA at Carroll tonight. USA 0-5, Carroll 2-3. and Carroll, two win ties, their most win since 2020. Lost the Lakers 49-12 to a week ago. 
Hey, Carroll wins a couple more games. Rob McDaniel's going to be in the conversation for coach of the year. Uh, he's turning around that program. With that said, I picked USA in this game in the paper. I'm going to stand by it. Um, just I got a feeling. Uh, more than anything, uh, not a good feeling, but I'm picking USA. I, I, I will pick against USA until they show me something. Yeah, give me the home team. Carroll to get three wins. Cassidy at 4-1. and one. Vassar 0-5 tonight against the Vulcans. Cassidy only lost the season to Hyrule Reach back in week number two. Have scored 134 points since and only given up six. Vassar fourth time in six seasons that the Vulcans have started out 0-5. You know, the next two games we're going to talk about, it's all about not looking ahead to that to that next game. Uh, Cass City's got to remain focused on the road. Um, Vassar probably shouldn't do much in this game, but if Cass City lets themselves even think slightly ahead, they could they could uh, be in trouble, but I think Cass City should win this fairly easily. I think Cass City puts a running clock. I don't think the game's even close. I think the Red Hawks are ready to go and, and looking forward to their matchup next week. That game Paul was mentioning, Reese at Lakers tonight for homecoming over there. Reese, two wins in the last three weeks against USA and Vassar. Lakers lost to Millington and Ubley to start the season, have now won three games in a row. Same thing I just said about Cass City for Lakers applies here. Can't let yourself get caught looking ahead to an outright Greater Thumb West Championship game, but you got to give Lakers a lot of credit, man. They took their lumps in the first two weeks of the season and they've really bounced back. Uh, Jay Sears has been putting up video game numbers. Lakers should win this game fairly easily. I'll say the same thing I said about Cassidy. I think Lakers puts a running clock on Reese. I think both teams are starting to hit their stride. They've gotten some of those tougher matchups out of their schedule. Looking forward to next week. And our final two games here, Memphis at 1-4 and four, at Marlette who's 3-2. and two. And then our final game, Bad Axe at 2-3, and three, Ubley at 5-0. and oh. Bad Axe have not been able to string two wins together this season yet. Lost to Sandusky last week, 32-14. to 14. Ubley only dropped 63 points against Memphis last week, <laughs> now with 26 straight regular season victories. Yeah, Bad, you know, Ubley's just rolling. That was basically with a lot of backups in last week, and Ubley didn't miss a beat. Uh, Evan Peruski should be playing tonight. Uh, basically handing a ball off, probably not running all that much. Um Ubley wins this game fairly, pretty easily, I would say. Uh, the other game, that's a must win for Marlette. Um, you know, they got a really good chance to make the playoffs. And as a thumb, you know, thumb people, we want to see Marlette make the playoffs because we like to see those thumb districts. So hopefully Marlette can pull this out and keep going. Yeah, I think they're two very lopsided games. Marlette wins handily. I think Ubley wins handily. And it's a perfect time for them to rest Evan Peruski, get, you know, get a few reps, get him out of there, and uh, get ready for the next week. It's time for a short break on the WLW Sports Network. When we take when we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Sandusky Wolves on the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. That's WLEWSports.com. Well, for the last 11 years, the Sandusky Wolves have been under the same management in creating a steady hand at the top of the program. Craig Jacobson has come from the very same coaching tree as his counterpart across the field tonight and has taken that mentality to grab the only district championship in school history back in 2015. With last Friday's game against Bad Axe, which resulted in a victory, 
Craig Jacobson hit the century mark, now at the helm for Sandusky for 100 games. Absolutely. He's done a great job. He's uh, 11th year's head coach, 59-41, and 41, winning 59% of his football games. He was an assistant under Jack Dillon for his final two seasons. Took the Yale assistant coaching job before joining former high school teammate Bill Sweeney in Ubley, and then eventually took over the Sandusky program in 2012. And keep in mind, that team had not won a Greater Thumb East Conference since 2004. He won it just three years later as their head coach. Last year, the Sandusky football team graduated 11 of its starting 22 positions, including its starting quarterback, Kyle Giebord. A two-year starter at the position, Jacobson put a lot of trust into his senior quarterback, throwing the ball a lot more than we can remember in recent history. Filling Giebord's quarterback role this year would be junior Tyler Bush. Yeah, Tyler Bush, he's settling into that role. 6'3", 175-pound junior, plays defensive back. He's got 22 carries on the season for 100 yards and a touchdown. He's thrown the ball 25 times already. He has turned it over twice, but has completed two for a touchdown, averaging 18 yards of completion. So, again, he is a guy that's settling into this new role, getting a little better every week, and they trust him to throw the ball. And they're going to have to do it tonight, I think, to mix up that running game. Much like any other descendant of the Jack Dillon coaching tree, Sandusky game plans with a run-first mentality. A year ago, the Wolves rushed for 1,900 yards and 21 scores in nine games. That came out to just over 200 yards per game. This season, Sandusky has already rushed for 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns, an average of over 300 yards per game, a solid improvement. Leading the way in the backfield would be Carter Krause and Jackson Ranke. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's kind of your thunder and lightning, right? Both of these boys are, are mean and they are fast. Carter Krause, the lead back, the horse, he's target number one. 83 carries already on the season, 700 yards, 13 touchdowns. Ran for 132 yards and two touchdowns uh, against the Bad Axe Hatchets. Has scored at least two touchdowns in every single game they've had. He is the heart and soul of the running game, but that watch out for your change of pace back. That's number one, Jackson Ranke. He is just a junior. He He's got 500 yards rushing on the year, four touchdowns uh, against Vassar, one of his better games. He had 120 yards on the ground in the score, but the key is he averages nine yards a carry. That's what you want on your change of pace back. And then keep in mind, Chase Green, Tyler Franzel, a couple other guys that get mixed into that third spot. But they are going to run the tee, and they are going to run early and often. Through the air, Sandusky has attempted 25 passes, completing just over a third for 160 yards and two scores. Tyler Bush has been distributing the ball well with no receiver having over two catches this season. At the top of the receiving charts would be Danny Tovar. Yeah, Danny Tovar and Ethan Viscogliosi are the two guys that are, are most likely Very to good. catch the ball. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both of your tight ends. That Those are typically a young quarterback's favorite receiver. It's those tight ends. So keep an eye on those guys. If there is some play action passing, which I believe there will be, those will be the top two targets. One of the keys to Sandusky turning things around or entering tonight with a 4-1 record is the defensive pressure that the Wolves are able to exert on their opponents. Last year, Sandusky was allowing an average of 30 points a game. This year, that number has dropped to 17. Yeah, keep in mind, they gave up 28 to Reese, won that game, gave up another 38 in a loss to Marlette. So against the other schools that they have played, Bad Axe, Vassar, and Memphis, allowed just a total of three touchdowns in those games. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll discuss Sandusky's host for tonight, the homecoming team tonight of the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Harbor Beach. Dan Banky is off with the Dan Banky School football spotting. From what we understood, it was Kansas City, but apparently now he's claiming us up north, so maybe they're flying him in between gigs tonight before tomorrow's sessions. Well, for eight straight years, the Harbor Beach Pirates have mustered a 500 or above record through the first five weeks of the season. In all eight of those seasons, plus 19 more before that, the Pirates have been commanded by the same head coach in Troy Schelke. Much like Craig Jacobson, Schelke, too, is a descendant of the Jack Dillon coaching tree and took over for the Hall of Fame coach in 1997. In the 280 games since, Schelke has made quite the statement. He sure has. Over the 27 years, he has won 192 of those games, losing just 88, winning 68% of those games. He is Harbor Beach's winningest coach. He has had eight 10-plus win seasons, seven district championships, five regional championships, five semifinal appearances, and one state championship victory back in 2012. Coach Dillon... He coached 286 games in 32 years at the helm, went 181 and 105, winning 63% of his games with the state finals appearance in 1991. Like any blue chip program, there's a plan for the next generation of key positions, and Shelke had already tabbed Caden Bucons as the next quarterback for the Harbor Beach program, but no one expected the plan to be implemented with three games remaining last season when Tan Babcock went down with a season-ending ACL injury. But it's the next man up mentality, and Katie Buchholz has been gaining confidence in position with every game. Absolutely. he's He has all the tools. He is a big guy at 6'2", 215 pounds. He is a sophomore. Again, those three games, he got to start as a freshman, so some very important reps in a season that was a little bit lost anyway, so it was, it was actually worked out pretty well for the young quarterback, but he's got the ability to throw it down the field. He, he can run the football. He can run this offense, and he has a bright future ahead of him. In 10 games last year, the Pirates ran for just under 2,300 yards and 37 touchdowns, or 227 yards per game. Fast forward to 2023, and that number is right around the same average at 213 yards per game. Leading the rushing attack would be sophomore Benson Harper, averaging 70 yards per game, followed by Caden Buchholz, Shea Woodkey, and Rogan Messick. Yeah, part of the Harbor Beach troubles last year was their running game. In those three games, Caden Buchholz was their second leading rusher on the team for the entire season, to put that in perspective. But this year, uh, you get him at the helm at the full season. You got Shea Woodkey as your fullback, your power back. A lot, most of the time, your lead blocker, short yardage guy. Benson Harper is the guy they want to get in space. He is out on the end of the tee. They want to get him around the edges, make that decision, showcase that speed he is the home run threat just 40 carries over 350 yards rushing averaging 8.8 yards a carry he's got a couple tds on the year and then rogan messing who missed the first couple games of the season has been that change of pace back already 27 carries and a couple touchdowns averaging five yards a carry much like the rushing attack, the passing game is right on track with last year's numbers, a year where Harbor Beach finished with the third most productive offense in the Greartham Conference in 2022. So far, the Pirates have passed the ball for 338 yards on 20 catches, resulting in four scores. There's no doubt who the lead target is, and that'd be sophomore Benson Harper. Yeah, you know he's out there. You know that they are going to target him in the passing game. It has not been able to be stopped. Last season, he had just 17 catches, but just under 400 yards. Six of them went for touchdowns. He's already got 10 catches for 250 yards and three scores already, averaging just shy of 25 yards per catch. The rest of the team 
has 10 catches for 90 yards and a score. That second leading receiver, though, again, I mention this every time we play our beach game, looking for that second receiver to step up to fill the Jace Cano block role. It's been Dustin Emmerich, and he's been getting better, more comfortable in that scenario. He's got five of the other team's 10 catches for 67 yards and a score. Harbor Beach enters tonight with the fifth best defense in the Greartham Conference, allowing 20 points per game. And the four wins they have, Clark, they haven't allowed more than two touchdowns in any of those games and allowing 200 and 28 yards total to the Marlette Red Raiders. We are, well, 13 minutes away from kicking off the sixth week of the regular season. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Sandusky Wolves and the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's all in your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos. You're called tonight. Dan Benke has the evening off. As the crow flies, 31 miles in a county line separates Sandusky and Harbor Beach High Schools. For those making the trek tonight from the land of Bob Armstrong in the Midwest's greatest dairy queen, it's east at M46, north on Ruth Road, until M142, and head east until you hit water, a journey that will take you about 45 minutes. In regards to school size, Harbor Beach is the third small school in the Gritham Conference with 213 pirates. Sandusky is the fourth largest high school at 296, so if by going by student enrollment, it's Sandusky by 83 students. Tonight marks the 41st straight year of the Sandusky Red... <laughs> there it is. Sandusky Wolves and Harbor Beach Pirates have met on the gridiron every year since 1983. The Pirates lead the overall series 27-13, including winning eight of the last nine matchups. Sandusky's only victory since 2016 came in in the shortened COVID season of 2020 when they defeated Harbor Beach 42-30. Comparing offenses this season, we have the number three and number four offenses of the GTC up against each other. Sandusky has the advantage, averaging 36 points per game through the first five weeks of the season. Harbor Beach has spot behind at 29.8, so offensively, it's Sandusky by 6.2 points. Defensively in 2023, Sandusky has the slight advantage coming in with the third best defense currently, allowing 17.2 per game. Harbor Beach is in the five slot, giving up 20.2 including 56 to Ubley two weeks ago. Sandusky has not yet played the Bearcats, so as it stands right now, on defense, it's Sandusky by three points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University in Marcus Freeman 10-man defense, sports wagering department, center factoring in all possibilities, stats, injury, weather, location, the spread for tonight's game sits at Harbor Beach, 15 and a half points. Today is the 272nd day of the year, meaning there are just 92 days until New Year's Eve. And we'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, perhaps you're looking up into the skies and into space, which leads me to this week's trivia question about the Space Shuttle Program. About once a year we talk about the space program, Dave, and tonight's the night. Uh, we're in Harbor Beach. I, I think I'd rather talk about fire hydrants. I ah, think. That's the best <laughs> trivia question I ever had. That, that was a good one. How many tri- fire hydrants in Harbor Beach? It was on this date 35 years ago, September 29, 1988, the Space Shuttle Discovery lifted off from Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral. It marked the first human space flight in over two and a half years since the Challenger explosion in January of 86. My question to you, Dave, is what astronaut led the Space Shuttle Orbiter Return to Flight team for NASA? (laughs) Uh, I have no idea. Brewster Shaw. 
native of Cassidy, Michigan. Graduated from Cassidy High School in 1963, Brewster Shaw went on to fly in the space shuttle three total times in addition to being the lead astronaut to ensure the shuttle was safe to fly once again after the Challenger. The space shuttle will carry out missions from its inaugural flight in 1981 and conclude in 2011 after losing Columbia during re-entry caused the program to be retired early after completing the International Space Station. Second question, Dave, is how many missions would the space shuttle fly? How many missions? Uh, I can't believe it's that many. I'm going to go with uh, we'll go with 60. Double that and then some. 135. Wow. 135 missions carrying 355 astronauts from 16 countries in total. With the last flight of the space shuttle being concluded on July 21st, 2011 with STS-135. Final question, Dave, is what orbiter completed the final mission of the space shuttle program? Uh, uh, I'll, take a, I'll take a blind stab. Is it the Discovery? No. No. Atlantis. Of the five orbiters in the fleet, Challenger and Columbia were lost in flight. Discovery is now on display at the National Air and Space Museum in D.C. Endeavor is in the California Science Center, about two miles south of downtown L.A. And Atlantis can be viewed up close and personal at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And speaking of standing, sending your football team to new galactic heights, Dave, what are your three keys to tonight's game? Let's uh, let's start with the home team, uh, the Hard Beach Pirates. We saw the last time we were on air with you guys, them get absolutely run over by the Ugly Bearcats. Now, Sandusky is not the Ugly Bearcats, but this is a team that wants to ground and pound the football, take the air out of it, and if Harbor Beach cannot stop them, it's going to be a long night. So stopping the run is going to be the key for the Harbor Beach defense winning this game. For Sandusky on offense, it's going to keeping that Harbor Beach offense off the field. How can they keep drives moving? Get those first downs any way possible. Mix in a few play-action passes. Get that quarterback keeper going. Anything to keep the drive alive and keep that Harbor Beach offense on the sideline. Kurt, for both teams. Sorry, I, I get three no, points, no, you're right? Good, you're good, you're good. And the last thing is I need to see better tackling out of both of these teams. Both of these teams, have, their running game has softened up against better opponents because they do not bring down the back. Tackling is going to be an issue. They have to clean it up. The team that does it better probably wins the game. I'm sorry, Dave. But it's, amount, it's once out of every 12 years you're allowed I, to do it. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've actually listened to your three keys of the game. <laughs> Current conditions in Harbor Beach, Michigan are 62 degrees with mostly sunny skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the east-northeast at 3 miles per hour and gusting up to 5. Visibility is at 10 miles. Bear March pressure is at 30.15 inches. And the dew point is at a low 58 degrees. It's currently 62. Feels like it's 62 out. Humidity at 86%. Sunset at 717, about 20 minutes from right now. And we're currently in a full moon moon phase. 100% moon phase tonight. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football, and indeed it is. Sunrise was at 727. Sunset at 717, which means we have 11 hours and 50 minutes of daylight. We've lost 32 minutes of daylight since our last broadcast two weeks ago and we now officially have more darkness than we do daylight however beach won the toss elected to defer so sandusky will be receiving the ball to start this game and now we listen in to all the festivities here on homecoming night from harbor beach michigan it's sandusky and harbor beach in week number six of the regular season with the harbor beach marching band plus alumni on the field playing our national anthem
And like I said, the alumni of Harbor Beach welcome to join the band tonight as far as homecoming, including our former Director of Media Relations and Social Media, Kayla O'Neill, out on the field for that as well. Let's take you through the starting lineups as the game will begin with Sandusky on offense. At center would be Dawson Brown, a senior center, a 5'10", 205-pound senior. At quarterback would be Tyler Bush. He's a junior, 6'3", 175 pounds, number 18 on your roster. In the three-man backfield in the T, one, two, three. Those are the jersey numbers left to right in the backfield as well. Jackson Rengi, Carter Krause, and Chase Green, a junior, senior, and sophomore at halfback, fullback, and halfback. Consecutive numbers in the backfield, left to right across your field as well. That's a broadcaster dream right there as well. Thank you, Coach Jacobson. Appreciate that. Left guard will be Bryce Kelly, a sophomore. Left tackle, Lucas Franzel, a senior. And your tight on the left side, Tyler Franzel or Ethan Viscogliosi. Right guard, Ian Viscogliosi, a senior. Right tackle, Nick Lean. Best name for a lineman, Nick Lean, at a, at a big 235 pounds. And your t- Danny Tovar, leading receiver, your tight end on the right side, a junior at 186 foot two, junior. For the Hyrule Beach offense, at center, Caden Potestivio. At quarterback, Caden Buchholz, a sophomore. In the backfield, Benson Harper, a sophomore. Rogan Messing, a sophomore. And Shea Woodkey, a senior. Left guard, Jax McGlinsky, Hunter Eisler, left tackle, tight end, Matt Geiger. On the right side, right guard, Isaiah Caban, a junior. Right tackle, Caden Lawhorn. And your tight end on the right side, Dustin Emmerich. Of course, Harbor Beach likes to spread things out and go into the spread offense. When that happens, Andrew Caban comes on the field. They send Benson Harper wide out right. And what we've seen lately is Rogan Messing and Shea Wookie on either side of Gated Buchholz. Kicking things off for the Harbor Beach Pirates will be number 80, Skyler Cruz, a tall glass of water, 6'3", 175-pound sophomore, plays tight end, rotates in and out with the plays, and also your starting cornerback on defense. Harbor Beach in their home black uniforms, white numbers, orange outline, traditional white helmets with a black face mask, orange ombre striping down the sides of their uniforms, Sandusky in their road white uniform, Sandusky across their chest, black numbers, red outline, new helmets this year, black top, fading into red on the bottom with a black face mask with a clawed wolf claw on either side on the far left side of your radio. Staying his own goal line would be Carter Krause, number two, deep man back, as well as Jackson Rinky and Chase Green. And Harbor Beach will be kicking off right to left across your radio as 12 minutes are on the clock. There's the whistle, and there is the kick, and homecoming has begun for Harbor Beach. It's a high kick, comes in about the 15-yard line, and they go in with the starburst and hand things off to Chase Green. He's brought out of an arm tackle by Dustin Emmerich, breaks out of a second tackle at the 20-yard line, and he's dropped right there by Harbor Beach's special team, Shea Woodkey, on playing all three phases of the game. And Sandusky will start out with an 80-yard field in front of him, left to right across your radio. Yeah, that starburst that uh, Clark is referring to, when that kick comes short, which it did happens to be quarterback Tyler Bush that catches that football so he turns around no different than he will when he's running his typical wing T offense turn around and you see all those backs like running a play go one different one direction or the other ends being Chase Green his first option heading to his left heading to the far sideline before he gets tackled by uh, Shea Woodkey of Harbor Beach and Sandusky will start their first drive of the night. Coming out of the T formation, Jackson Ranky, Carter Krause, Chase Green in the backfield and it's going to be handoff to Jackson Ranky trying to find a hole on the right side. Finds a seam a little bit out to the 25 before he's brought down after a five-yard gain. Brought down by Benson Harper out of the secondary coming out to make the stop after a five-yard gain. Second down, five to go from the 25. Can already see it. Sandusky we know is going to attack in the trenches. They, they found the remedy of how to attack this Harbor Beach defense and it's right into their teeth. 
knock him back to the physical running play there of Jackson Rinky. I thought he was down at the line of scrimmage. I didn't think there was anywhere to run. 65 to McGlinsky, 72 Lawhorn right there. He finds a way to push the pile, get between both of them, and get a hard-earned five yards on the first play. Under center, this time it's a handoff to Chase Green. He's met at the original line of scrimmage and nothing more, and they're actually going to say a yard loss on the play as you stopped his track by defensive end Seth Nowiski. Got him in the backfield and brought him down for a... A, a two-yard gain, or two-yard loss, excuse me, back at the 23-yard line. Yeah, Third that, down and long. That's the tackling we're talking about. When you when you maintain your gap and that running back comes towards you, it's Seth Nowiski that gets that arm out away from the offensive lineman, gets it out, wraps it right around the shoulder pad, and brings Chase Green right down to the ground as soon as he gets the football. Nowhere to run, and it brings up third down and seven. Third down and seven from Sandusky's own 23-yard line. 10-35 left in the first quarter. No score. They're seeing a receiver. Two receivers wide to the left. Out of the shotgun to be Tyler Bush, junior quarterback. And it's a jet sweep to the side to Jackson Rinky. And he's trying to find a room. And Shea Wickey leads the tackling. And they're going to bring him down for a two, maybe even three-yard loss. Back of the 20-yard line for a three-yard loss. Cannot convert on third down. Fourth and 10 from their own 20. Yeah, good job there by Rogan Messing out there as that defensive back. It's his job one-on-one to cut off Jackson Ranky. And what he does is he forces Ranky to back up and then reverse back the other side of the field. So cuts off that jet sweep, forces him back to the middle of the field. And who's waiting there but your arguably your best tackler on defense, Shea Woodkey in the middle of the field, brings him down in the backfield for a loss. Brendan Essmaker, the sophomore punter, awaits. He stands at his own five-yard line away in the long snap. And this one is near, <laughs> nearly blocked, but it was through the hands. And it bounces at the 38 and takes a big Sandusky bounce all the way out to the 49-yard line before it's downed by Carter Krause. So Brennan Essmaker's kick is down at midfield, and Harbor Beach will start out on the plus side of the field by a yard. 0-0, 9.36 left in the first quarter. Harbor Beach's offense on the field for the first time tonight. Yeah, missed blocking assignment. I'm not sure how you missed Jax McGlinsky at 6-3, but he goes unblocked. Free shot at the punter, and somehow that punter gets it, like you said, Clark, right over his head, in between his hands as he's trying to block that punt. Lucky to get it away. Gets it nice and high. It doesn't fly terribly far, but when it lands, it gets a great Sandusky bounce and kicks almost all the way out to midfield, where Harbor Beach will start their first drive tonight. Right to left, Grazio Radio. Caden Bugal's out of the tee. Hands things off to Shea Woodkey. He has the first down. He's dragging his defender across all the way down to the 33-yard line. A 16-yard pickup before he's dragged down by Tyler Bush out of the secondary. He's the starting safety. Move the chains. Harbor Beach starts out with a big chunk play. And right from the tee, you see Caden Bugal's again, fake the handoff to number 10, which is Benson Harper, fakes it to him, and then that quick fullback dive, that fit quick hitter right up the middle. And as soon as he gets in between the defensive tackles, the linebackers have no idea what hit him, and it's it's number 18, your quarterback, defensive back, last man standing, Tyler Bush, that goes for a ride, but brings him down, but a big gain on the first play of the game. Working off the left hash of the Sandusky 33, it's another handoff to Shea Woodkey, exact same play, and he's all the way down to the 20-yard line before four progress has stopped. This time, it's a gain of 13 on the play, and finally brought down by Danny Tovar, chases him down from the defensive end position. Yeah, same concept. The only difference is, is when quarterback Buchholz backs up and hands that ball to his right. This time, he goes right and turns left. So you see them attack the left side of center instead of the right side, but just as big a hole, and then Shea Woodkey does the rest. Puts two hands over the football, lowers that shoulder, and punishes the defensive back for another 13 yards on the ground. 
Two plays, 29 yards for Shea Woodkey and the Pirates tonight to start this game. This one's a handoff to Benson Harbor, sweeping around the right side. He has room to run. He's down to the 10 to the 5. Corner, He's got the corner. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Benson Harbor trots in from 20 yards out, and we have our first score of the night with 8.39 remaining in the first quarter. Three minutes and 21 seconds in the ball game, and it's already Harbor Beach 6. Sandowski, nothing. Yeah, pretty impressive showing for Harbor Beach offense on the ground. A couple attacks right up the middle. Shea Woodkey showing that success, luring in that Wolf defense. And as soon as they cheat to the middle, it's Benson Harper to the outside. One juke step, and that defensive end is unable to cut him off. And then it's a sprint to the sideline, the far side of the field. Benson Harper wins that most of the time. As a Quarterback keeper on the two-point conversion, and he's going to fight down to the goal line, and he's stopped at the half-yard line. Two-point conversion fails. Stopped by Bryce Kiley, the linebacker sophomore for Sandusky. It's 6-0. 8.39 left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Eight thirty-nine left in the first quarter. It's already Harbor Beach six nothing, as Harbor Beach travels forty-nye yards in just fifty-seven seconds in three plays. Capped off with a Benson Harbor twenty-yard run into the end zone. Two-point conversion fails. It's Harbor Beach six and Dusky nothing. Both teams with one offensive series under their belts already. Sandusky started out with a three-and-out punt and set up Harbor Beach at the Sandusky forty-nine to start that drive. Kick comes in from Skylar Cruz at the 10-yard line into the hands of Chase Green, and he's hit immediately by Shea Woodkey out of the 24-yard line, and that's where forward progress will stop immediately. First and 10 for Sandusky, trailing 6-0 at their own 24-yard line. A good kick there by Skylar Cruz, getting that thing way down there. Decent return there for Chase Green, but it's a, it's a long field ahead for Sandusky, and just like that, they find themselves just a few minutes into this game down a quick 6-0, a quick 3-and-out, uh, they had a good run on first down, but a couple losses on their second and third running plays set up a quick punt, and so got to rediscover that offense again. Even if you don't score on this drive, you have to manufacture some first downs and keep that Harbor Beach offense off the field. They send Chase Green wide right. Rogan Messing, cornerback on man-to-man defense there. Two men in the backfield, Tyler Bush under center with a... Tight end to the right, and it's a handoff right at the gut to Jackson Rinky. He gets out to the 27-yard line for a hard-fought three yards. Excuse me, that was Carter Krause. Carter Krause. Jackson Rinky was lined up on the end playing tight end there, so he's going to, in that situation, Danny Tovar and him switch. Danny Tovar becomes that lead fullback, Jackson Rinky, then could take the jet sweep. He also plays end uh, for any possibility of a play-action pass. So they try to set up Harbor Beach in that direction. But again, attack with Carter Krause. You're going to see his name early and often. Uh, to put it in perspective, Carter Krause plays nose tackle on defense. He is a physical style back, and he wants to attack between the tackles on every single run. Chase Green wide right as well. Once again, on a second and seven after a three-yard game. 7.45 left in the first quarter, 6 nothing. Harbor Beach. Sandusky hands it off to Ranky coming around the right side, and he's wrapped up immediately at the original line of scrimmage at the 27 as Dustin Emmert came up to meet him for no gain on that play. Third down and a ways to go. Third down, seven to go. Yeah, again, they they, they move the tee out to the right. They have that fullback on the right side. He picks up the outside linebacker, but it's Emmerich who 
recognizes the play, rotates to the football, something we didn't see the last time Howard Beach played. So when Ranky thinks he's got the end sealed off, here comes the next linebacker and hits him as soon as he turns it upfield. Nowhere to go, and third down and long for Sandusky. Third and seven from their own 27-yard line, and then he gets to the 34. 6.59 left here in the first quarter. It's 6-0, Harbor Beach leading. Sandusky in their second offensive series tonight. Setting two wide to the left, wing back to the right. Tyler Bush in the shotgun, now man in motion. And staying in the pocket, looking to pass. Throws it over to the left. That's the man in motion. That was Danny Tovar. He breaks out of one tackle, and he's short of the line to gain by two yards before Shea Woodkey could wrap him up in an open space tackle there. Two yards short of the first down marker. Five-yard pickup on the pass. Fourth down, two yards to go. Yeah, but there's more missed tackles on the play. That is just a dump off to the full, to the uh, fullback tight end position for no gain. Carson Kramer stands him up, and leave it to Tovar to just shove him right off to the ground, work it upfield, get five yards, threaten that first down. Took multiple hard each defenders bring him down. That's kind of what I'm talking about. You got you get them for a negative play. You have to take advantage of it. Nice work there by Tovar, making something out of nothing. But it's going to bring up fourth down and a long two. And Sandusky appears to be lining up to go for it. Pulling the Dan Campbell here. Fourth down and two deep in their own territory. And it's a quarterback keeper right at the middle. Tyler Bush is going to be close, and he is he's short. He's short, but the line judge is coming in and signaling very close to that line to gain all the way out to the, about the 33 and three-quarter mark. It's all going to come down to where they place this football, whether Tyler Bush got the first down or not on a fourth and two. Officials tonight, Jeff Clausen in the white hat. Ron Matthews umpire, linesman Damian Polk, line judge Mike Day, and back judge Steve Dusler. And now they're bringing out the chains to measure this one. I would say my instinct tells me that Bush did not get to the first down marker, but the way that sideline judge on that side of the ball spotted, that thing is right there. It's going to come down to a couple chain links. So the chains come out, extending this one out, and he's short by that much. I mean, that much. Maybe one chain link, according to the spot. And it's a turnover on downs with 5.51 left in the first quarter. Howard Reach gets the stop they were looking for, and a short field in front of them already leading 6-0. They take over at the Sandusky 34-yard line. Yeah, I, I, li I like the play call, too. You get your tight end, Tovar, in motion. Uh, you, you have the back in the backfield next to Bush, so you got two lead blockers. They pick up two guys. I, I thought Bush had an opening, but that gate, that door closed quickly. He was stuffed just short. I think they got that call right. Uh, again, needed two full two yards, didn't quite get it. Now Harbor Beach takes over, up a score in great field position. 34 yards in front of him. It's a handoff to Benson Harbor. He has positive yards, swung down, tackling forward inside the 30, all the way down to the 27-yard line, brought down by Jackson Ranky. After a sizable gain from the 34 down to the 27, a seven-yard pickup, second down and three. Nice run there by Harper. Again, you see Caden Buchholz get comfortable turning his back to the defense and handing it off to those different running backs. Again, you know Woodkey is the ground and pound between the tackles. You know that they want to get Benson Harper around the edges if possible. And then just when you get lulled to sleep, Rogan Messing plays a lot of that lead fullback role as well out on the end. He's due for a carry here shortly, too. It's a handoff to Rogan Messing right up the gut. He looks like he has the first down, brought down at about the 23-yard line before he's stopped by Ian Viscogliosi, defensive tackle, 5'11", 190-pound senior. 
Move the chains for Harbor Beach at the 23-yard line. New set of downs. 5.06 remains in the first quarter. 6-0 Harbor Beach. Yeah, Rogan Messing, another one of them sophomores that doesn't quite get all the star power that Benson Harper does or Caden Buchholz does, but he's going to play a very important role. As far as I can see, not sure what's coming up in that freshman roles yet, but he's the heir apparent to that spot that Shea Woodkey holds right now. The guy that's going to move over to the middle, be the lead blocker, the ground and pound back, setting things up for Benson Harper. A very important role in this run game. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff and he's out. Shot out of a cannon all the way down to about the 12-yard line before he stopped. That's right at the line to gain. Maybe even a yard beyond that. It's going to be a stop made by Tyler Bush out of the secondary. Shea Woodkey ran about eight yards before first point of contact. And no word yet from the officials whether this is a first down or not. The point of that, though, is the defensive back is the first guy to make contact with a running back that is a going straight dive right through the middle of the defense. That is not good. If you're Sandusky up front, you have to close those gaps. I know you don't want to get beat to the outside again, but you have to take away the middle and then rotate better on those guys going around the outside. Enough to move the chains. A first and 10. It's a handoff to Rogan messing up the gap across the 10-yard line, right at about the 10-yard line before he stopped. After a two, maybe three-yard gain, stopped by Ian Viscogliosi, defensive tackle once again. Second down, eight to go for the Pirates. Yes, much, much better job up front by the Wolves on that defensive line. Close that gap quickly. Don't allow extra yards after contact. Swarming to the football. Help make sure that they don't get any yards after contact. Short gain on first down for the T offense in Harbor Beach. Caden Bugalt surveys the defense. Three men backfield, T formation from the 10-yard line of Sandusky. And out to Benson Harper. He's hit in the backfield by Carter Krause, and his forward momentum is stopped at the 8-yard line after a 2-yard gain, despite being hit 2 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And it brings up a third down mid-range, third down in about six. Yeah, but still much better job by the defensive line led by Carter Krause getting in the backfield to make that hit. That, that's just Benson Harper being special, keeping his balance for a couple extra yards to, to go from a negative two play to a positive two play. But third down and six at the eight-yard line, this is certainly four-down territory. I, Harbor Beach in a threatening game probably would spread it out and make you worry about what they're going to do, but they've had so much success on the ground. They're averaging over nine yards a carry in four-down territory. I think they just continue to plow ahead. And more so than that, there's no need as they're going for, I wouldn't say a hard count, an entire Sandusky front line jumped into the neutral zone. This is a free five yards for the Pirates. So instead of a third and six, Third in less than a yard to go. Yeah, that's uh, one of the oldest tricks in the book, right? A little bit of a delayed count, change up that snap count a little bit. Anytime you can do that against a young team, it's a free five yards, and now all of a sudden third down and six becomes third down and one, and it's definitely go time now for that Harbor Beach front line. They make their blocks. Look out for a score here. So from the three-yard line, third and a yard to go, already leading 6 nothing over Sandusky, 3.06 remaining in the first quarter. And a little communication errors here between the sideline and the officials. And now they're going to mark the ball down officially at the three. There's the whistle. T formation for Caden Buchholz and the Pirates. Three-man backfield, Buchholz. There's the snap. And it's a handoff to Shea Woodkey. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Punch it in for the second time tonight with 2.55 left in the first quarter. It's now Harbor Beach 12, Sandusky 0, with three minutes to play in the first quarter still. A pretty easy run there for Shea Woodkey. That He's only carried the ball four times, but he's, it's almost that exact same spot. They've found a weakness. They are attacking it, and uh, it's running away from 
Craig, uh, from uh, excuse me, Carter Krause there, tracking the left side, finding that opening, getting in into the end zone, virtually untouched. And Harbor Beach has got up to 12 points now, 12 to nothing still here in the first quarter. As Harbor Beach will stay in that same formation and try to tack on a two-point conversion. Out of the tee. Caden Bruchholz hands it off. Same play to Shea Woodkey. Same result in for the two, and it's now 14-0. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky with 2.55 remaining in the first quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Five left still in the first quarter, and it's Harbor Beach 14, Sandusky nothing. As Harbor Beach took advantage of a short field, starting at their own at the Sandusky 34-yard line for a four-and-out turnover on downs at Sandusky's own 34. And they punch it in six plays later on a Shea Woodkey three-yard dive, and then Shea Woodkey puts the two-point conversion run, same exact play, into the end zone for all eight points, and it's now 14 nothing. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky. Skyler Cruz's kick bounces at the 13-yard line, nearly takes out Nathan Marks from the Minden City Herald, and that will be a flag, and so Sandusky will get favorable field position to start this drive. Yep, try to angle it away from some of those playmakers of Sandusky and just hooked it a little too far as that ball one hops out of bounds, and definitely Sandusky's best field position of the evening. So they will start at their own 35-yard line. That is indeed the best field position they've had all evening. Not even a starting point all evening. First and 10 for the Sandusky Wolves at their own 35, left right across the radio. USA scored first in their game. They're up USA 6 0. 6 0 over Carroll. Okay. Go Patriots. Trying to find an ever elusive victory there for the Patriots, have had uh, fallen on lean times over there in that program. Two wide to the left in the shotgun would be Tyler Bush. Now man in motion. That's Jackson ranking. They hand it up right up the middle to Carter Krause. He has the first down. He has a defender, Benson Harper, with him all the bounds of the 50-yard line for a 15-yard pickup on their very first play of the drive. Move the chains for the first time tonight for Sandusky. And by far their best play of the game. And I like what they did there. They they showed the jet sweep twice with Jackson ranking. Now it got stopped both times, but setting up that play right there, they come out on first down, two receivers to the the left, a tight end on the right, and in the slot is Jackson Rinke. He comes from left to right, and they fake the handoff to him and then give it to Kraus right up the middle. He's the only running back in the backfield, and you could see the opening. Shea Woodkey's got to follow the guy in motion. So does the defense. The linebackers have a gap between them, and Carter Kraus doesn't miss it and gets 15 yards and another new set of downs for Sandusky. Join the same formation this time, a quarterback keeper for Tyler Bush, and he's met by Caden Lawhorn immediately and to the Harbor Reach 48-yard line for a modest two-yard gain and a big hit in doing so. Two minutes and change here left in the first quarter. Sandusky facing a second and eight from the Harbor Reach 48-yard line. And same exact play. The only difference is he fakes it to Jackson Rinke in the jet sweep and to Carter Kraus and then fouls him through the gap. Harbor Beach defensive line does a good job recognizing that Carter Kraus is a blocker. And between Smiglinski and Lawhorn, when you run between them, the Lawhorn ends up grabbing a hold of that quarterback and not very far he goes. Second down and eight. Sandusky. With his run-first mentality and you know, jet sweeps that we're seeing, this kind of reminds me of Sandusky's offense of Peel City's offensive schemes that we've seen in the past against Subley. 
This time, another quarterback keeper up the middle. Tyler Bush gets out to about the 45-yard line, gets pulled, lowers his shoulder, and forward progress stops him at the 44-yard line. For a four-yard gain, Caden Lawhorn will be credited for the tackle, stopping him at the 44. And now a third down, four to go for the Wolves of Sandusky. Yeah, I think that play was a little broken there because Tyler Bush, when he faked the jet sweep across, uh, Chase Green was to his right, and, and when he looked over really quickly, Chase Green hadn't stepped up to take the handoff, so I give Bush credit there. I think he recognized that his, there was going to be no read action with his running back, and he just took off into the gap that they were supposed to attack and, and gets good yards. Gets about four yards on that play. Now third down and modest here, about four to go. In first time in Harbor Beach's territory, definitely four down territory for the Wolves. Man in motion, Jackson Rinke out of the shotgun. It's a handoff up the middle to number two, Carter Krause. Looks like Harbor Beach got away with a face mask there in the trenches. And they say forward progress all the way out to the 41 before he is stopped a yard short of the line to gain, about a yard and a half short. And this will be a fourth down, yard and a half to go. Stop made by Harbor Reach's number eight. That's number nine, Carson Kramer, the outside linebacker. That right, good job by him. I, I thought Krause was going to spin out of that tackle. He spins around just enough to start going backwards, but no, not enough progress. Going to come up a full yard short, and looks like that was going to be our last play of the first quarter. We've played 12 minutes, and Harbor Reach has scored twice. Harbor Reach 14, Sandusky nothing after 12 minutes of play on the WLW Sports Network. On to the second quarter. It's Harbor Reach 14, Sandusky nothing. the second quarter, 12 minutes before the half is over. It's Harbor Beach 14, Sandusky nothing of the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Harbor Beach on homecoming. It's a handoff to Carter Krause, breaks out of one tackle, and on a fourth and a yard and a half to go, Sandusky converts. They need to get down to the 40-yard line of Harbor Beach. Instead, they get all the way down to the 34-yard line for a seven-yard pickup. Tackle made by Rogan Messing out of the secondary. Move the chains. Sandusky converts on a fourth down. Nice job there by Sandusky. A much-needed play for them. They get it down to fourth and one. That is a play you have to have on offense at any level. They get it there on that, on that pullback dive right up the middle. Turns into a pretty good gain, actually. Harbor Beach unable to stop the run. We talked about that before. We're going to talk about it the rest of the night. They have to stop the running game. Force third down and medium, third down and long. Force these teams to do things they don't want to do to beat them. So far on this drive, Sandusky getting that running game going, starting with, with uh, Carter Krause. 11-25 and counting here in the first half. 14-0, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky on offense at the Pirate 34-yard line. Down to pass, downfield, and this one is underthrown. It looks like it was tipped, actually. Pass was intended for, that would be number six, Nathan Ball, Jr., running back on the roster. Ball's incomplete, and that was down at the 20-yard line. Second down and 10. And Harbor Beach dropped back into uh, what looked like a zone defense, so there was a window for the quarterback, Bush, to hit Nathan Ball in the seam. He threw it in that seam, but the ball was there too late. Nathan Ball ran beyond that opening, so that ball was behind him, and when he turned around to try and knock that ball down, it fell incomplete. Uh, again, the throw was there. It's got to be just a couple seconds quicker, and they get a big hitter and a score. Back in the T formation. Tyler Bush under center. Hands it off to Jackson Rinke. Tries to find seam, but there is the white 
jerseys being stood up by the front line of Harbor Beach. And after a modest just two-yard gain down to about the 32-yard line, tackle made by 72, Caden Lawhorn for the Harbor Beach front line. Third down and eight from the 32 of Harbor Beach. That time, Jackson Ranke trying the right side and just nowhere to go. He is unable to bounce it outside, so he simply is just going to run into the back of his tackle and push the pile forward, get a couple hard-earned yards, but that is it. Nowhere to go on that running play from left to right. Right to left across your radio, sending wide to the left two receivers, Jackson Rinke and Nathan Ball. Bush in the shotgun has Jackson, or excuse, Carter Krause to his left. Man in motion, stays in the pocket to pass, throwing downfield, down the hash mark, and this one's overthrown, intended for Jackson ranking the end zone. And the closest receiver actually was the defender of Dustin Emmerich for Harbor Beach. Incomplete, fourth down and eight from the Harbor Beach 32-yard line. Yeah, they, they get Tovar moving in motion for the jet sweep, fake there, and then it's a dead drop back and a deep throw uh, to Jackson ranking. Now that throw was open in the first quarter when they designed that play, but Bush got rid of the ball so quickly, dumped it off, he didn't give the chance to go. This time, I think that was designed, and he was told to throw it there no matter what. Good job by Harbor Beach, Benson Harper on the inside, Emmerich on the outside. They had double coverage, good coverage, and there's nothing you could do but throw that ball deep and hope that Ranky can run underneath it, but just overthrown by a few yards. Going for it on fourth and eight. They're one for two on fourth down tonight already. Staying in the pocket, throwing downfield right down the middle, and this one is underthrown. Pass intended for Jackson Ranky at the 10-yard line. And it's another turnover on downs for the Sandusky Wolves, giving the ball back to Harbor Beach at the Harbor Beach 32-yard line. 11.05 left in the second quarter, 14-0 Pirates. Good coverage there by Benson Harper, but uh, there was an opening to complete that throw, and Bush had plenty of time to step into that throw and make it. It come up a little low, and I think that was what he was trying to do. It was just too low. The ball one hops into Jackson Rinke's lap. No, no chance of catching it. Uh, other side of that coin, there was so much room there for Bush. I'd like to see him step up in the pocket and maybe see if he could take off and run for that. Um, either way, I got to complete that throw. There was a chance there. You got to make that throw if you want to get it. Otherwise, now it's a turnover of downs. Harbor Beach up two scores, looking to pile on more. First and 10 from their own 32, and it's a Benson Harbor handoff. He comes to the near sideline, and he lowers the shoulder at the 35, and he stood up there by Danny Tovar, defensive end junior. After just a two-yard gain, the mark actually three-yard gain of the 35-yard line. Second down, seven to go. Nice job there by Ranky playing on the end. He steps up and cuts off Harper, forces him to kind of bounce over him and around him. And as Harper has to take that long route to get to the sideline, it allows multiple Sandusky defenders to come over, chop him down after a short gain on first down. At the line of scrimmage, working off the right hash, T formation, Caden Buchholz under center, three men backfield behind him. There's the snap. Hand off to Benson Harper up the middle, across the 40 already and brought down to the 41. Just shy of the first down marker, stopped made by once again Tanny Tovar, defensive end junior for the Sandusky defense. Third down, less than a yard to go. Good tackle by Tovar. You don't often see Harbor Beach get number 10 Harper going through the middle of the field, but he had a good opening, but that door was closed quickly. As soon as he tried to jump step and take it to the outside, Tovar was able to grab hold of those legs and bring him down and at least force Harbor Beach to run a third down play. Third down, yard to go at their own 41-yard line. Left to right across the radio, three men backfield. 
It's a handoff to Shea Woodke. He's hit at the line, but pushes forward out for about two more yards out to the 44 before he's stopped by Ian Viscogliosi, the defensive tackle for Sandusky, and not until after moving the chains for the Harbor Beach Pirates. First and 10 from their own 44. Yeah, it's a good tackle there, but the on third down and one, that is a, that is a play that the offense should win on. It's your snap count. Your offensive line knows where the ball is going, not the defense. You have to be able to get a yard when you need it. Harbor Beach does there, gets a couple extra, and another set of downs here as they are controlling the pace of this game. Out of the tee, first and 10 from their own 44, and it's a handoff to Rogan Messing. Goes into a scrum and gets out for maybe two yards out to the 46-yard line as Sandusky closed those gaps up very quickly. Brendan Esmaker, defensive end, stopping him. The sophomore defensive end for Sandusky for just a two-yard gain. Second down and eight for the 46, still leading 14-0 over Sandusky. Yeah, Ian Viscogliosi in there as well, and just not allowing any extra yards after contact on that play. As soon as Messing gets to the line of scrimmage, chopped down by both of those guys, Equally, and that allows, again, a very short gain. Good first down run stop by Sandusky. Can they repeat that and do it again here on this down? Harbor Beach sticking with the teens. Handoff to Benson Harbor. Finds some breathing room across midfield and plows over his defender. And it's finally brought down to the 46 of Sandusky. Jackson Palace, the starting safety junior for Sandusky, brings him down just right at the first down marker and looks like he may have it by a half a football. Yes, it is. Move the chains. First and 10 for Harbor Beach in Sandusky territory. Just well done by the Harbor Beach front there as they create that hole. Harper gets through it. And again, those arm tackles just not getting anything on the running back. Harper is able to shed those hand tackles and get up to the right one-on-one -on -one with Jackson Palace, who steps up to stop him. Harper senses that he's on his heels, trucks him right over, and is able to get over top of him for that extra yard he needed, maybe two, and it's enough for another first down. 8.35 and counting here in the second quarter. Harper Beach 14, Sandusky 0. The Pirates back in offense at the Sandusky 45-yard line. Out of the T formation, another handoff to Benson Harper. He's out for the running of the 30, cuts back in the middle of the field at the 25 and drags his defenders all the way down to about the 19-yard line before Jackson Ranky brings him down, but there is a flag back at the 42-yard line that very well may have negated that entire run. Exact same play as the last one. Benson Harper, when you're looking at the back of the Harbor Beach offense, Har Harper stands as the left side in the back of that tee. They fake the wood key, and then Harper around the right side. Back-to-back -back running plays. The first time he got through the gap, the second time he goes around that same gap, and instead of running over Palace, he just hesitates a little and goes right around him for a big gain, but it looks like they're going to be moving this ball back. I'm assuming a hold on the play. Holding on, Harbor Beach will negate that run, and 10 yards from the spot of the foul. It pushes them back into their own territory at their own 48-yard line with 8.18 remaining in the first half. Harbor Beach 14, Sandusky nothing. Harbor Beach now facing a first and 16 in front of them. Yep, those are big penalties. Those hurt. Now we'll see if a good team can overcome that for Sandusky. That's the break you need. This is your chance to get off the field and get your offense back on it. Benson Harbor with another handoff, and he's still on a second and third effort down to about the Sandusky 45-yard line. We'll get out for about seven yards. And then there's a flag at the very end of that. as a horse collar call. Will be the call against Sandusky's defense. And number two, Carter Kraus. And like I said, Benson Harper is shifty. He is fast. He is very athletic. And with the football, his change of direction is second to no one. And when he gets to that sideline, he looks like he's going out of bounds. And as soon as he plants that right foot, he's going back in. And Carter Kraus is hanging on him with everything he can and just reaches up a little too high. You cannot grab the back of that collar, pull him down backwards. That's a dangerous tackle. Obviously no intent, but trying to do everything to bring him down. But that's going to cost 
all the advantage Sandusky got on that holding call, give it all right back, and it's going to be a new set of downs plus, for the Pirates. Plus another five yards beyond that. 15 yards walked off with Cypher Beach at the 30-yard line of Sandusky, already leading by two scores with 7.55 remaining in the first half. Gaten Bukholz working off the right hash under center in the team formation. Handoff to Shea Woodkey's out for the running down to the 20 before he's finally hit and pushed forward down to about the 15-yard line before Tyler Bush can finally wrap him up and stops his forward progress. From the 30 down to the 15 for a 15-yard pickup for the senior running back. Yeah, three straight running plays. Only two of them are going to count because of penalty, but three straight running plays to Benson Harper. And again, you see that Sandusky defense shift over a little bit. Just try to help that side out. And as soon as you move those linebackers over, the gap between the DAC, the two tackles, is the same gap between the linebackers. And it's a quick dive right for Shea Woodkey, right up the middle. And he's able to get through that defense and get a big gain for Harbor Beach. And we have our first timeout of the night with 7.32 remaining in the first half. Sandusky calls their first of three timeouts in this first half as Harbor Beach is in a first and 10 from the Sandusky 15-yard line. Well, friends, join us for the 2023 Pigeon Rotary Club Wine and Ale Tasting on Thursday, October 12th at the Pigeon Event Center. Tickets are just $35, include heavy appetizers from the Pasta House, 20 wines, 8 beers, wine tasting, beer tasting, cheese tasting, and much more. Buy your tickets today by going to PigeonRotary.com. That's PigeonRotary.com for the Pigeon Rotary Club Wine and Ale Tasting on Thursday, October 12th. Let's take a look at other year's scores in 11-player football. USA leading Carroll 14-8. It was 14-0 before Carroll got on the board in the first quarter. USA 14. The Tigers of Carroll had 8 points there. Cassidy blanking faster in the first quarter, 20-0. Lakers leading Reese in Lakers for homecoming over there, 7-0. And Obley leading Bad Axe at the end of the first quarter, 27-0. Brett Mueller misses a PAT wide right. That, frankly, is the most... That's uh, the most interesting uh, stat line from that game so far. It's almost, what, just about 35 straight PATs for Brett Mueller in that one. In eight-player football, North Huron leads Peck at the end of the first quarter, 8-0. Akron Fairgrove over Ashley at the end of the first quarter, 8-0. Brown City leads Mayville at the end of the first quarter in Mayville, 8-0. Burton Atherton played last night, defeated Oakland Christian 36-30 on the very last play of the game. Yeah, the other eight-player game, Deckerville-Kingston. That game will happen tomorrow, tomorrow night. That that should be another one to keep your eye on. should be a very good football game. T-formation for Caden Buchholz. First and 10 from the Sandusky 15-yard line. It's a handoff to Benson Harper. Has room to run down to the 10 to the 5. One man to beat. And trots in, saunters into the end zone for Harbor Beach's third score of the night. Touchdown, Harbor Beach with 7.25 left in the second quarter. It's now 20-0. Pirates leading the Wolves of Sandusky. And that's what that Harbor Beach offense needs to do. That offensive line especially, if they are going to get into the playoffs and make any sort of noise, watch 55. If you could watch that play, 55 is Isaiah Caban. He is out there eight yards down the field, and, and when Harper makes that turn up the field, there is one guy left to tackle him, and out of nowhere comes 55. Caban completely eliminates that guy, pushes him right in the backfield, and allows Harper to not only not have to make a move, but stroll untouched into the end zone for Harbor Beach's third unanswered score of the evening, going up 20 to nothing here in the second quarter. Going for the two-point conversion. It's a handoff up the middle, and that was a broken play from the get-go. Shea Woodkey is stopped at the one-yard line by Bryce Kylie, linebacker, sophomore for the Wolves. And the score remains 20-0. Harbor Beach leading Sandusky with 7.25 remaining in the first half on the WLW Sports Network.
725 remains in the first half, and it's Harbor Beach leading by 20 points as Harbor Beach runs down the field at 68 yards covering in eight plays. Three minutes and 40 seconds off the clock, camped off with a Benson Harbor 15-yard run in the end zone. PAT fails, and it's 20-0. Harbor Beach leading, scoring in all three offensive drives of this evening thus far. Yeah, they've been efficient on offense. They, they haven't been perfect. They've missed some tackles. Uh, they, they've had a holding penalty on offense. But uh, their defense has played good enough so far tonight. And the offense, uh, the run game, that has been the impressive part for Harbor Beach. Kick goes out of bounds at about the 14-yard line as Chase Green watches it go out of bounds. And that will be an illegal procedure. So Sandusky will once again start out at their own 35-yard line, right to left across your radio with 725 left in the second quarter. Trailing the Pirates 20 nothing. Yeah, the other thing is, too, is you got to convert those two-point conversions, right? You're, they're one of three so far tonight. So some things there they can still get better at. But for Sandusky, this is a young team. they got a lot of these guys are, are fresh into these roles, stepping up big time, uh, led by Carter Krause, their senior. He's obviously looked good tonight, but not nobody really there to help. Tyler Bush has been unable to make any passes happen down the field, just one of four through the air, uh, unable to get kind of their burner, their home run hitter. Jackson Ranky's been held in check, so got looking for some things here. You, you can see Coach Jacobson shifting guys around. He started in the tee. Now he's out to two wide left, one running back in the backfield with some motion, trying to mix up things. And Danny Tovar gets the handoff on the jet sweep and nearly lost the ball there as he's trying to a leap over a defender and gets out to about the 36-yard line when all is said and done for one yard. Brought down by Seth Nowiski, defensive end for the Pirates on defense. Second down, nine to go at the 36. Yeah, if you watch any football over the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays, you see a lot of teams put people in motion now to try to figure out what the defense is doing. Are they playing man? Are they playing zone? Uh, typically, that player in motion gives that defensive style away, uh, and then the motion forces the defense to communicate and shift to adjust. Uh, so far, that has not affected this Harbor Beach defense hardly at all. The jet sweeps have not hurt them at all, and uh, Sandusky is still going to continue to try to do that to move the ball downfield. Second down and nine from their own 36-yard line. Man in motion, Jackson Ranking is the jet sweeper on the left side to Jackson Ranking. He's trying to find the seam. And he cuts back upfield, been stopped by Shea Woodkey now about the 37, maybe the 38-yard line after a two-yard gain out to the 38. Third down in the medium range, third down in seven, maybe six and a half to go. Yeah, just nowhere to go. And it's a good job by the ends to seal the edges. Ranky wanted the outside so badly to turn that corner and showcase the speed down the sideline. Just not there, dancing around a little bit, cuts back to the middle of the field. And uh, against Harbor Beach, when you do that, you got to understand that's where Shea Woodkey resides. He's going to come up and deliver the big hit, and he does. And it brings up third down and long for, oh, not that long. He has third down and six for the Wolves. Third down and six from their own 39-yard line. Trying to work to the left side of your radio. Same two wide to the left. A wing back to the right. Tyler Bush in the shotgun. And uh, staying in the pocket, looking to pass downfield. Let's it fly. And this one's going to be overthrown and nearly intercepted by Dustin Emmerich at the high reach 25-yard line. Falls incomplete. And now the Pirates force a fourth down and six from Sandusky's own 39-yard line. Do they go for it, or do they punt this thing away? I think you got to punt this one away. Third down six is a little too uh, too much to ask right now since you really haven't had very many plays. Uh, to be specific, 
Sandusky has one play over five yards tonight, so not, not a very high percentage chance in your own territory. I think you got to punt it away and hope your defense comes up with a stop so you can take that little bit of momentum into the into halftime to try and regroup. And it is indeed a punt formation for the Wolves of Sandusky. 5.35 left in the second quarter. Yeah, a little bit of a high snap, but he gets it away. Uh, barely, that's Brendan Esmaker, and it bounces at the Harbor Beach 38-yard line, takes a big Sandusky bounce inside the 30, and finally comes to rest at the 29 of Harbor Beach. So with 5.24 left in the first half, it's Harbor Beach leading 20-0 over Sandusky Wolves, and back on offense trying to tack on their fourth score in four tries tonight. Yeah, it, just nothing going for uh, for Sandusky tonight on offense. They, they had one, one nice burst there by Carter Krause, but otherwise... Nothing really happening for them. Short gains, bringing up third down and long. Tyler Bush, one through five through the air. Uh, throws a nice ball, but you can tell that it, the reps just will, will come. They, he will sink with these receivers as time comes, but throwing it downfield, he's overthrown both times into double coverage. Uh, those are things that as he passes more in live game, he will make better reads. That, uh, that's sometimes you just got to tuck it and run, take what the defense gives you. Out of the T formations, a handoff to Shea Woodkeys, dragging two white jerseys with him out to about the 32-yard line before forward progress has stopped. Leading the charge was Danny Tovar to the defensive end, as well as 52, Bryce Kiley, the middle linebacker, sophomore for the Wolves. They see he marked him down to the 31 for a gain of a yard, second down and nine. Yeah, they did a good job plugging up all three options for Harbor Beach there, right? So Caden Buchholz, not the fastest guy in the world, so he's not quite the same keeper threat around the outside. Some of your athletic quarterbacks are. He's more of a physical style back, so that filling those three gaps is the most important. Sandusky did that. The one gap that Harbor Beach ran through worked the best, but it didn't go very far. Quarterback keeper, Caden Buchholz, breaks out of one tackle, breaks out of two tackles across midfield. He's going to be tracked down behind it, and Kenny no, but he's still on his feet and spins his way down to the Sandusky 27-yard line as Danny Tovar, excuse me, Tyler Bush came over and saves the touchdown for the Wolves as Caden Buchholz with a big run from the 31 all the way down into Sandusky territory to the 27. Yeah, good job there, and that's a play if you're going to run the tee. You know, we always refer to USA's and Cash Cities and Uplees run the tee. They run it early and often. For our Beach to get back to the tee, it's, it's great to run those running backs, but a couple times a game, just enough to keep the defense honest, you have to run your quarterback. They haven't done it all night. They called 19's number there. Bukals keeps it around the outside. There is an end there, but he's that big physical guy, and if it's one-on-one, -on -one, he just pushes him right to the ground and goes down to the sideline and gets a nice big gain for the Harbor Beach offense. 42-yard run for Caden Bukals. Now it's a handoff to Benson Harper, still on his feet inside the 20, brought down at the 16-yard line. And brought down by Sandusky's Danny Tovar. Defensive end tracks him down in open space. From the 27 down to the 16, an 11-yard pickup. Move the chains, first and 10 for the Pirates. Yeah, it doesn't look like he gets a huge gain, but when they angle Harper around the right side there, they run both of those two backs in front of him. That's uh, Shea Woodkey. Uh, that's your other running back, uh, Rogan Messing. They both are very good blockers. They seal off the edge, create that wall for Harper to just drift down the sideline. He's looking for a hole to cut through, and if he doesn't see it, he just continues to keep rotating to the sideline, and by the time somebody cuts him off, he's got a quick 11 yards and a first down. Three and a half to play in the first half, and it's a handoff to Shea Woodkey. He lowers his shoulder, gets down to just shy of the 10-yard line. We'll see where they mark him down after a six-yard pickup. Tackle made by Sandusky's... Number 15, Danny Tovar, as well as Chase Green out of the secondary. 
four yards to go. Sixty-yard gain for Shea Woodkey on first down. So that's been second down, four to go. You always have fun watching Shea Woodkey run the football because if there's an opening to the left or there's a guy standing to the right he thinks he can run over, chances are <laughs> the guy is getting run over, and that's what happened there. Not saying he would have scored if he'd kicked it to the outside, but definitely greener grass there. But he likes to deliver that hit, and that softens up a defense. They they do not want to get hit that often by an offensive player. That is a big deal for this Harbor Beach running game. Handoff to Dustin Emmerich gets down to the five-yard line for a five-yard pickup. It's enough to move the chains. Tackle made by Sandusky's Brennan Esmaker, the other defensive end out there. Sets up a first down goal to go for the Pirates at the five-yard line of Sandusky trying to punch on their fourth score this evening. Yeah, rare carry there for Emmerich. He does a nice job. Again, fullback there, five yards around the right side. They've noticed we've said that a lot. That is the side of the field they have had success on on this drive, and Emmerich on the right side does exactly that. As you see him check in uh, for Benson Harper there to give him a breather, that's where he's filling that Benson Harper role on the left side right now. Benson Harper is actually the tight end spot on the left side. It's a handoff to Shea Woodkey. He rumbles in down close to the goal line. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Shea Woodkey rumbles in from four yards out on a hard-fought run and makes it now 26-0 with 2.28 left in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Yeah, that's Harbor Beach's way of, of getting some other guys some carries and keeping Benson Harper the threat of him on the field. With him playing the end, play action pass, chances are a linebacker's guarding him. If they wanted that play later in the game or in the future in future games, that's uh, something they're setting up there, getting Emmerich some carries in case of an injury, getting some other guys worked into the rotation because you want that depth. You want that in case something happens later on. But with Benson Harper being over there uh, on that tight end spot, he creates a threat all in himself. They run away from him, and uh, Shea Woodkey punishes his way into the end zone for another touchdown. Bad snap on it, and Caden Bucalls has to run it in for himself, and he gets into the two-point conversion on a broken play. It's now 28-0. Harbor Beach leads the Sandusky Wolves, 228 before the half is over on the WLW Sports Network. It's Harbor Beach leading Sandusky 28-0 with still 2 minutes and 28 seconds left in the first half. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthes with your call tonight from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach on homecoming night here from the east side of Huron County. Dave Hanson, what are your thoughts here so far with Harbor Beach leading by four possessions? Uh, you got to love homecoming here. Every school puts on their own homecoming. Obviously, this one close to near and dear to our hearts there, Clark. But, uh, again, they, they, the field looks great. Uh, we're fortunate to have great weather tonight. Sandusky brings a nice crowd almost everywhere. Uh, once again, I was hoping to see a little closer football games. You can see some signs of life in Sandusky. You, you like the athletes in Krause, Bush, Ranky. Um, I really like what Tovar does on defense for yeah. this team. Uh, but just haven't quite synced together yet, giving up too many big plays on defense. And on offense, the exact opposite. Just can't get anything going. One play over five yards tonight, 47 total yards of offense so far for Sandusky. Uh, again, so their struggles could be as much as a compliment to Harbor Beach's defense making the right adjustments. Two minutes, 28 seconds before the halftime homecoming festivities. And Pirates lead by four scores, 28-0. Over Sandusky as Shea Woodkey ran in that from four yards out. 
Caden Bugholz on the broken play runs it in for the two-point conversion on a two-minute, 56-second drive, covering 70 yards on six plays. And the kick bounces at the 10 and stays in bounds and brought in by Chase Green at about the 5, and he gets out to the 13, maybe actually the 17-yard line before he's stopped by Andrew Caban on special teams for Harbor Beach. First and 10 for Sandusky with a long field in front of him. Yeah, that's uh, a good three kicks in a row now that Skyler Cruz has pulled a little bit to his left, and he's fortunate that one as it was angling out of bounds, redirected back inbounds. I thought for sure it was going to be another uh, illegal procedure penalty, but uh, took a good bounce, and that forced Chase Green to field that ball, bring it upfield. Not, not great field position for Sandusky, but with two, two and a half minutes to go in the half, you're down four scores. Uh, I, I believe that they uh, maybe running on first down, but we'll see if they continue to ask Tyler Bush to throw the football here. Uh, a little bit of that nothing to lose here before the half. See if you can't get a big completion or maybe a pass interference penalty and jumpstart your offense. He's one for five through the air so far tonight. Enter this game at nine of 25. A 36% per, uh, completion rate this season. This one's a handoff to Carter Kraus coming around the left side. They start at the 17. They get out to about the 25-yard line. So you can mark him down to the 24 for a seven-yard gain. This step made by Dustin Emmerich out of the secondary for the Pirates. Second down, three to go for Sandusky. Yeah, a couple things. They fake to the guy going in motion from left to right. And then as soon as the fake is done, it's a step to your left and a hard pitch, about seven yards, one-handed with your left hand to catch Carter Kraus in motion or rotating out of the backfield to his left. Again, opposite of the motion going left to right, the run play goes to the left, the weak side of the play. And uh, Emmerich does a good job of making that tackle, but he's got to be careful. When that pitch is, goes out there and you're the only guy there, you got to cut him off hard no matter what the fake is and get him back to the middle of the field. He almost allowed the sideline, which would have made it an even bigger run. Broken tackles is number two. Carter Krause gets out into green pastures across the 40 and finally brought down to the 44-yard line. Stopped by Benson Harbor to start at the 24, and they get down to the 44. Carter Krause with the biggest run tonight for Sandusky of 20 yards. Yeah, it is a great run. And, again, you get a little success to the outside, then you can run back into the inside. And it's a good run by them. I am a little surprised, though, that the clock is going to start ticking here, and they're not out of the huddle. I thought maybe we'd see a little bit more uh, hurry-up style offense, maybe call two plays in a row here to get this going. They still have two timeouts two time in their pocket. Left, yeah. So I'd like to see them be a little more aggressive here. Again, down 28 nothing. What do you got to lose? Let's let's let it rip. From their own 44-yard line, a minute exactly remains in counting. T formation, looking to pass. Downfield lets it fly at the right hash. And this one is overthrown and intercepted by Dustin Emmerich at the 37-yard line. He's across midfield to the 40, down to the 30-yard line, still on his feet, and he's brought down with a hard hit at the 27-yard line. Finally stopped by Ian Viscogliosi, the defensive end and right guard. He's a defensive tackle. So Dustin Emmerich gets up a little gingerly trying to work out that Charlie horse as Ian, Ian Viscogliosi brought him down quite heavily there with 46 seconds left. So Harbor Beach has the chance to put on yet another score before this half is over 46 seconds left. Well, you like the play-action call there. You just had two very successful runs. Uh, it's time for play-action, especially with the clock going against you. But we mentioned earlier, when he tried to hit Ranky down the field the first two times, they were both airmailed. They were long by multiple yards. 
This time he goes the other way to Chase Green. It is definitely airmailed, worse than the other two. Uh, it was overthrown by an easy five yards. Dustin Emmerich is playing deep safety, trying to keep everything in front of him. And uh, it's, it's an easy catch uh, like he was playing outfield and baseball. Picks that off and turns it into instant offense now as Harbor Beach takes it all the way into Sandusky territory at the 28-yard line. They'll start this drive. And Sandusky calls their second timeout of the half with 46 seconds left. In the second quarter, already trailing Harbor Beach 28-0. The Pirates looking to tack on their fifth score in as many offensive series tonight. And with a two-point conversion, could make this a running clock situation to start the second half. Not what the Wolves of St. Essie were looking for. No, absolutely not. Uh, again, we, we knew it was two young teams. We, we knew that they were, again, uh, potential playoff teams. Uh, even Sandusky's not having a great evening. They, they are certainly in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. Uh, so a, a bright future ahead. You, you hear a lot of sophomores and juniors contributing to both of these teams. So, <clears throat> again, just the fact Harbor Beach has made the big plays on offense. Their running game is working. For the other side, Sandusky's running game is not. And, and more often than not, at this level, in this area, if you lead the if you lead the game in rushing and dominate the rushing game, you are going to win the football game. So both teams break the huddle. 46 seconds left here in the second quarter. Harbor Beach facing a first and 10 from the Sandusky 28-yard line. Still in the huddle. And there's the official whistle. Play clock begins. Left to right across your radio, Harley Pirates coming out of the spread formation. Sending two wide to the right. That'd be Andrew Kavan and Benson Harper. And sending wide to the left, Matt Geiger, tight end. In the pocket, throwing downfield to the near corner end zone to Benson Harper. This one is off the mark a little bit and was just out of bounds a little bit. Passes intended for Benson Harper. In coverage was Tyler Bush out of the, the safety position. Falls incomplete, stops the clock with 40 seconds left. Yeah, we've been playing for a while, and that's definitely that's Bukholz's first attempt. And that one just sailed on him a little bit. That ball is going to end up just out of bounds. He threw it where only Harper could get it, but just threw him down the sideline too much. That ball needed to be angled more into the end zone. Harper uh, definitely beat his man because it was kind of underthrown to the sideline. Bush ended up having better coverage than what it looked, but uh, he can't be locked into one receiver when he's passing. Number 11 for Harbor Beach is Andrew Caban. He's just drifting across the middle of the field, wide open with his hand up. Uh, he said, you got to be able to scan the field. And they go for a little bit of a sweep over to the right side as Benson Harbor gets the handoff and passes it back to Caden Buchholz, and it is a jump ball at the 10-yard line, and it is a completion in favor of the Pirates. Caden Buchholz brings in the pass from 18 yards from Benson Harper. And tackle made by number 18 as well, Tyler Bush for Sandusky. First in the goal to go from the 10 for the Pirates. So you see that same run play out of the tee where from the left side, Harper goes left to right. And he goes about five yards and stops. And then Caden Buchholz leaks out of the backfield to the other side of the field, and it's a a wheel route down the sideline. It's underthrown. Bush is in better territory. He has the football at its peak. But Bukholz is strong enough to rip it out of his arms on the way down and steal it to save this possession. And Harbor Beach looks like they're going to score a touchdown here. And indeed they do as they hand it off to Shea Woodkey with nine seconds left in the half. And Shea Woodkey rumbles in from 10 yards out for his third score of the evening. It's now 34-nothing. Harbor Beach leading with nine seconds left in the second quarter, capitalizing on the turnover interception with just 46 seconds left in the half. Yeah, to go back to that uh, that fun play they're having here at homecoming for their crowd, it, that, def that play is not one he's going to pull out again rather quickly. 
It's not that Benson Harper doesn't throw a good ball. It was actually pretty decent. Uh, just a hair underthrown, and it was well covered by the Wolf defense. But again, just a better play. Who wants the ball more? Lob pass. Caden Buchholz is the one that ends up coming down with the football, almost like a tie goes to the runner in baseball type scenario. Buchholz fights for the ball just a little bit harder. He ends up with it, and that sets up the touchdown run shortly after by Shea Woodkey. And Harbor Beach calls their first time out of the half with nine seconds remain before halftime. Total Shelky move to call oh. timeout on special teams, <laughs> potentially to set up an extra point try? What do you think? Well, I think I would rather see the points <laughs> and, and, and put the running clock on to start the second half. I think you're right, but uh, this would be a but total Shelky be... move here, calling timeout before the uh, special teams play. Look, look, fellas, we haven't practiced this in two weeks, but we're going to pull out the, the extra point team. Shea Woodkey with his third touchdown. Benson Harbor, two touchdowns tonight. Five offensive drives tonight for the Pirates, all resulting in scores. Not to mention, Harbor Beach starts with the ball on the second half. Yeah, it's been, uh, I don't want to say flawless, but it has definitely been a Harbor Beach-dominated first half, basically executing whatever they want, running the football on offense, and uh, defensively coming up with a big turnover to jumpstart this offense even further. Going for two. Nine seconds left here in the first half. On the two-point conversion, Caden Buchholz under center, hands it off to Benson Harbor, hits the turf, and it's still on the turf, and it has to be scooped up by Sandusky and a fumble, <laughs> they can't grab it, and that is a dead ball there at the 10-yard line. So the two-point conversion fails all over the place, and we've met a 34-0 ball game in favor of the Pirates with nine seconds left in the first half. You're listening to the W Sports Network. seconds remain in the second quarter. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson with your call tonight, as well as Doug Cole and Kendall Anthes in our ears, so you can hear us on air properly. And they go for the squib kick, and it's brought in at the 40-yard line. Brought in with ease by number 52, Bryce Kiley, left guard as well as linebacker. Normally don't see a left guard on your hands team. I think I know why he's on it. Good, good <laughs> no hands, kidding. right? Definitely good hands. First in 10 for the Wolves of Sandusky with the final eight seconds of this first half, trailing Harbor Beach 34 nothing. Yep, just uh, run one play here, maybe even genuflect here, get to the halftime, try to try to regroup uh, for Harbor Beach, enjoy the festivities and a, and a nice lead for, for Sandusky. It's, it's recoup, regroup, and, and just try to – battle your way back in the game, get a score or two, and uh, gain a little confidence. Because like I said, this is a, already a four-win football team. Both of these teams are uh, trending to making the playoffs, both of them. So a lot to play for yet this season. Yeah, Sandusky finished last season at 3-6, and six, already beating that record out with 4-1 and one record entry. And tonight, they're only lost to Marlette by 10 points two weeks ago. And Sandusky calls a timeout. You got well, him. You might as well use him, right? That's all right. Their third and final timeout here. As every ref says, or every coach says, one play at a time, and that's why they call a timeout there. Craig Jacobson obviously didn't see something that he liked all too well. 
Yeah, that's uh, Coach Jacobson. Still uh, always coaching. Doesn't matter the score. Always coaching. Uh, he's definitely calling uh, calling something here he wants to see run. Uh, and, again, it, it may not affect this game, but it's, it's something that he is looking for. He's always forward thinking, right? So always thinking about the second half, going to be ready for next week, something we can use in the future. Uh, just, again, coaching. He's got a bunch of young kids. There's very few seniors that make impact on this team. Uh, the, the core is juniors. There's a lot of juniors, few sophomores. And, again, they, they, they have some potential here in the future. Uh, tonight has just not been their night. And, uh, and Kirk Jacobson adding Andrew Palmer to his coaching staff. The new Sandusky principal, uh, former state champion head coach out in Arizona, graduate of Deckerville, and back in the area this season. Sandusky rolling out four receivers to the left, one to the right, empty set in the backfield for Tyler Bush in the shotgun at their own 40-yard line with eight seconds left in the first half. And it's going to be quarterback keep right up the middle. And he has room to run. He's across midfield, and he's finally brought down to the Harbor Reach 39-yard line before Rogan Messing can wrap him up. It's a nice 21-yard pickup for the Wolves of Sandusky with one second remaining in this first half. Stop the, stops the clock as the chains move momentarily. And the chains moving ever so slowly. And now they're saying start the clock, and we've reached the end of the first half with Harbor Beach leading by five scores, 34-0. Harbor Beach over Sandusky after 24 minutes of play. When we return, we'll have all of your halftime homecoming festivities here from Harbor Beach, Michigan on the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. It's Harbor Beach leading Sandusky 34-0. In the meantime, as we wait for our homecoming festivities to begin here at midfield, we listen in to the Marching Pirates on the field performing their halftime performance. Which movie 
correlated with which grade, preserving the tradition that seniors were given first pick and chose horror. Next were the juniors who chose Disney. Following them were the sophomores. They chose Pixar. Finally, the freshmen chose action. After the enormous amount of effort and time given to decorate the halls, the time has come to announce the winners. Although all the halls were phenomenal, only one proud class can claim the title. The judges have decided, and taking third place were the freshmen. The juniors have been awarded second place, and in a very close call, the seniors came out with the best hallway. Congratulations. Thanks again, Harbor Beach High School. Your hard work has definitely made this year's homecoming experience an enjoyable one for the entire community, school, and the senior class of 2024. Each class has shown remarkable school spirit in the pep assembly. This year, the winners of the tug of war were the seniors, and the seniors stayed on their hot streak as they won the famous pep jug. There were also spirit days, which consist, consisted of pajama day, color war day, Barbie versus Oppenheimer day, movie genre day, and of course, orange and black day. Please turn your attention to the field as we announce the homecoming court. The band will be performing Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Now introducing your foreign exchange students. Representing Spain as a sophomore, Jana Bouquet, escorted by Luke Fisher. She is hosted by Tony Burkhart and Kristen Ramsey. Representing Denmark as a junior is Laureen Andresen, escorted by Caden Postivo. She is hosted by Tony Burkhart and Kristen Ramsey. Representing the Czech Republic as a senior is Katrina Matika, escorted by Tyler Kane. She is hosted by Ron and Mary Ramish. Now introducing your underclassmen court. Representing the freshman class is Reese Booms, daughter of Rick and Rachel Booms, escorted by Logan Weissler. Representing the sophomore class is Elena Winkle, daughter of Rob and Vicky Winkle, escorted by Keegan Bodestivo. Representing the junior class is Haley Guitar, daughter of Kevin and Chrissy Guitar, escorted by Dylan Arts. And now, the five senior girls, one of which will be crowned as our homecoming queen. Matea Cleland, daughter of Andrea and Paul Cleland, escorted by Colin Lesbrance. Matea has been a part of band for one year, National Honor Society for two, and softball for four years. After graduation, she plans to go into construction, but is undecided on the college. Her favorite movie is The Lucky One. Michigan 
for the Livestock Industry Program. Her favorite movie is Smokey and the Bandit. Taryn Hearn, daughter of Aaron and Talisa Hearn, escorted by Shay Winkie. Taryn has played softball all four years, is the National Honor Society Vice President and the Senior Class Secretary. After graduation, she plans to attend Ferris State University, majoring in criminal justice, as well as join the National Guard. Her overall goal is to get into criminal investigation work. Taryn's favorite movie is any Adam Sandler movie. Heather Mazur, daughter of Nathan and Jenny Mazur, escorted by Caden Lawhorn. Heather has been a part of FFA, National Technical Honor Society, and the Youth Advisory Committee. She is the president of the National Honor Society, Student Council Secretary, and the Senior Class Vice President. After graduation, she plans to attend Saginaw Valley State University, majoring in elementary education. Her favorite movie is A Dog's Purpose. Cadence Wiederhold, daughter of John and Sarah Wiederhold, escorted by Seth Nowitzki. Cadence has been a part of volleyball for four years and National Honor Society for two. After graduation, she plans to attend Michigan State University to become a child behavior analysis. Cadence's favorite movie is Tangled. And our reigning queen, Madison Clink, daughter of Chad and Lisa Clink, escorted by Logan Kanaski. Football player Hunter Eisler will present the crown and roses to the new queen. And the 2023 homecoming queen is Cadence Wiederholm. Congratulations to all the seniors who made part. The new queen will now be presented with a crown to symbolize her reign. Queen Cadence is being presented with a dozen roses and autographed football signed by the team by Hunter Heisler. Once again, everyone at Harbor Beach Community Schools would like to say thanks for all those who participated in this year's homecoming. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the game. So congratulations to Cadence Wiederhold, the 2023 homecoming queen of Harbor Beach, escorted by Seth Nowiski tonight on the field. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll have your halftime stats and first half report of what it was like, how we got to this 34-0 lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates on the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network. It's halftime, and Harbor Beach leads 34 nothing. 
We've already crowned our queen, Cadence Wiederhold. And Dave Hansen, how much tell us how we got to this 34-0 lead at halftime? Yeah, 34-0, the home team. Homecoming night here in Harbor Beach. All Pirates, all in the first half. Starts with Benson Harper in the first quarter on the first drive. Taps off a three-play drive. 20 yards later, he strolls into the end zone. Two-point conversion fails. Later in the first quarter, Shea Woodkey gets his first score of the evening. The two-point run by Woodkey is also good. And at the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach would lead Sandusky 14 to nothing. In the second quarter, more Pirate scores. Benson Harper, 15-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion fails. Later in the second quarter, Shea Woodkey scores for the second time. A four-yard touchdown run. Bucalls carries the two-point conversion. Harbor Beach extending their lead to 28 to nothing. And then with 46 seconds to go in the half, touchdown number three on the ground for Shea Woodkey, this time from 10 yards away. Two-point conversion run would fail, and your Harbor Beach Pirates on homecoming night leads Sandusky 34 to nothing. 34-0, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky, the Wolves, crossing the county line into Huron County tonight, and it's been all Pirates so far. Sandusky with 23 plays for 94 yards. Harbor Beach, 26 plays for 234 yards. Just three plays differentiate the two teams, and Harbor Beach has 140 more yards to show for it. On the ground, Harbor Beach doing most of their damage with 24 carries for 216 yards in all five scores. Passing the ball, one for two for 18 yards between Benson Harbor and Caden Buchholz. Sandusky, 17 carries for 89 yards through the air, one for six for five yards, including one interception. The lone turnover, traditional turnover in this game so far. The Pirates led by Shea Woodkey with nine carries, 81 yards, and three scores. He's averaging nine yards per carry and carrying the ball 38% of the time for the Pirates, as does Benson Harper with nine carries as well for 79 yards and two scores, averaging 8.8 per play. Katie Mukholz, two carries, 43 yards. Rogan Messing, three carries for eight yards. And Dustin Emmerich, one carry for five yards. Benson Harper, the one completion, actually, for the Pirates on one attempt for 18 yards into Caden Bukals's hands. Caden Bukals 0 for 1 through the air for the Pirates. Sandusky leading the way. Carter Krause on the rushing attack with 6 carries, 55 yards, averaging 9.2 carries, 9.2 yards per carry, carrying the ball 35% of the time for the Wolves. Tyler Bush, quarterback, 4 carries, 28 yards. Jackson Ranky 5 carries, 7 yards. Danny Tovar, 1 carry for 1 yard. And Chase Green, 1 carry for loss of 2. Through the air, Tyler Bush, one for six for five yards, including one interception. Danny Tovar brought in the one reception for the Wolves. Yeah, not a lot going on there. So even the rushing numbers are a little bloated for Sandusky. Again, with nine seconds to go in the first half, they did get a a 20-yard carry by their quarterback. Uh, as clock expires there, no chance of scoring. That boosted their numbers from eight, you know, to 89 yards. They had 69 yards rushing before that last play, that last gas there before the half. So it makes it look a little better. But uh, yeah, two plays over five yards in the first half. So 40 yards coming on two plays. The other 49 yards grinded out on 15 carries. Uh, a couple incompletions there. Uh, one of six through the air with an interception. Just 
no offense happening. Kudos to Harbor Beach's defense. They have kind of answered the bell a little bit here tonight. That was really the focal point for me watching this game is can Harbor Beach's defense stop the run, force bad situations. Sandusky fell into that trap. They have been unable to get out of it and unable to escape what Harbor Beach has done on defense. Uh, Coach Jacobson certainly uh, will, will certainly mix things up, get his guys going again, but dug themselves way too deep of a hole. And on the other side of the ball, Harbor Beach offense scoring on all five drives, 216 yards on the ground, led by Shea Woodkey bulldozing his way through defenders at the middle of the field. And then that opens up the outside of the field to Benson Harper. Uh, again, they're, they're both averaging almost nine yards a carry on nine carries a piece, uh, doing an excellent job. They haven't needed the passing game tonight. Just one attempt for Caden Buchholz falls incomplete, but you got to love when the rushing game can carry you through a divisional game. When we return, we'll have your second half action from Harbor Beach, Michigan. It's Harbor Beach 34, Sandusky nothing at halftime. Third quarter on the way. Twenty-four minutes down, twenty-four minutes to go on the WLW Sports Network. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners listening via Sports Radio 1021 as well as WLWSports.com, wherever you may be, whether it's Gaylord, Traverse City, Poland, Vassar. Of course, we know Mr. Hanthus is listening. Uh, from the Vassar bench uh, as Cass City. Let's go through some other area scores here. In eight-player football, Peck leads North Peck leads North here on at halftime, 14 to eight. Peck rolls out 14 straight points in the second quarter to take the lead at half to North Huron. Akron Fairgrove leading Ashley eight nothing in Fairgrove tonight. Bay City All Saints, the Catholics throwing it at the Tigers at Carsonville, Port Saint Alex, 63 to six at halftime, and Brown City blanking Mayville at halftime, 30 nothing. In 11-player football, USA leads Carroll at halftime, 22 to eight. USA looking for their first victory of the season. Cassidy over Vassar in the second quarter, 50-0. Lakers over Reese last we heard in the first quarter, 7-0 there. Marlette over Memphis at halftime, 46-8. Ubley in the third quarter, 37-0. They kick a field goal from Brett Mueller. Getting a little more video for his reel for trying to attract some collegiate talent there for the kicker in Ubley. And... Sandusky, meanwhile, goes for the squib kick, comes into the 30-yard line, takes one bounce, and the Wolves of Sandusky recover. Little action and energy the Sandusky Wolves were looking for at halftime. Yeah, so when you don't have a kicker uh, that can boot it deep and pin uh, pin offenses way back, uh, a lot of times you see this where they just find somebody that can pooch it and angle it down the sideline. So a little pop-up kick, only goes about 25 yards, and uh, it's Dustin Emmerich trying to run underneath it and catch it. And uh, he just can't quite hang on to it. The ball goes through his hands, bounces off his knee, and who's there, Johnny, on the spot? It's Carter Kraus, hops on the football, and just like that, Sandusky takes over in Harvey's territory at the 29-yard line. And it's a handoff to Carter Kraus, the man who just brought in that fumble recovery, and gets out to the 25-yard line for four. 
four yards before Dustin Emmerich can stop him in his tracks. Second down and six upcoming for the Sandusky Wolves. 11-42 and counting here in the third quarter, trailing 34-0, but showing some moments of life. Yeah, those are the breaks that you need. They needed it a little sooner in this game, but they'll take it now. Uh, a chance to get on the board here and, and get the score down to be respectable, but uh, Carter Krause, an impressive run. That's the kind of grinded out runs I thought I would see from this Wolf offense, is just battle. Get three, get four, fight ahead. Krause does that on the first play. And Carter Krause gets another handoff this time around the left. Chase Green gets the handoff, and he gets all the way down to the 10-yard line. They say it's a fumble at the end of the play, but he was down before that ball popped loose. Regardless, though, it's going to be enough to move the chains from the 24-yard line all the way down to the 10 for a 14-yard pickup for Chase Green. Tackle made by Dustin Emmerich for the secondary of Harbor Beach. Move the chains, mark them down to the 11. So, first and 10 from the 11. Back to the full house tee, and, and Chase Green is that guy keeping the uh, quarterback company behind his back pocket to the right, going right to left, and he finds some running room there as the uh, defensive end, Seth Nowiski's blocked out of the play. They cut inside of him. Uh, he's got to hold on to the football there, come out late, but uh, good run there by Sandusky. Tyler Bush gets the quarterback keeper, and he gets all the way down to the one-yard line. They're going to say touchdown, Sandusky. The Wolves get in the end zone with 10:47 left in the first in the third quarter. The side judge said touchdown. Everyone else is marking him down at the one yard line. So now they're saying they're going to talk about it because the guy standing in the end zone right there is going to overrule the far sideline judge standing uh, what is that okay. 15 yards away from correct. the play? Yes. But it was either way. It was an excellent run. That same exact play to the left, they fake it, and it's a naked bootleg for the quarterback back to the right, uh, which happens to be Bush, and he, he is allowed to take the sideline there, but the defensive end held his ground, forced him back to the middle field. That is his job, but there is no linebacker there to clean him up until the very, very end, and that football is down just short, about a half a yard short of the end zone, and Sandusky now first and goal from the one. Wing T to the left. Tyler Bush keeps the quarterback keeper, and he's going to be stood up. And on a second in. effort, they're going to say no. Inside the one, but short of the goal line, they're going to say no touchdown. And now second down, inches to go from the three-inch line. That is a hard play to stop if no you're kidding. on defense. When it's first and goal from your own, from the one-yard line like that, you, you know uh, that they're going to quarterback sneep it there with Bush. And good job by the defensive front of Hard Beach. They stand up the offensive line. Tyler Bush runs into the back of his lineman. He's spinning off him, bouncing off him. There's just no penetration by that offensive line. Good job for now for the Hard Beach defense standing up there and keeping him out of the end zone. So Sandusky goes back to the trenches here, trying to punch this one in from the half-yard line. T formation. Tyler Bush under center, far left side of your radio. There's the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Chase Green into the end zone. Touchdown, Sandusky. So Chase Green caps off a shortened field run and into the end zone for the first points of the night for the Wolves of Sandusky in Harbor Beach. With 9.31 remaining in the third quarter, it's now Harbor Beach 34, Sandusky 6. That's a very young team. Again, we said that before. Young team with some upside. They have some athletes, and they just needed a break in this game. Harbor Beach couldn't do anything wrong, really, in the first half other than maybe fail a few two-point conversions. But they, they get the turnover early, and just a handful of plays later, they find themselves in the end zone for the first time. 
Uh, the two-point conversion, it's a pitch out to Jackson Ranking. He stopped short at the two-yard line, brought down by Shea Woodkey. Two-point conversion fails. It's a 28-point lead now for the Pirates over Sandusky, 34-6 on the WLW Sports Network. remain in the third quarter, and Sandusky finds the end zone for the first time tonight. They start at the Harbor Beach 29-yard line, recovering a fumble on the kickoff. Took them five plays to find the end zone and kept off with a Chase Green one-yard dive into the end zone. The two-point conversion failed. 34-6 is now your ball game. Two minutes and 29 seconds into the third quarter. It was all Harbor Beach in the first half. So far, it's been all Sandusky in this first drive of the second half. Yeah, a special teams mishap there, a short kick. Got to be, got to field it, play it off a of bounce, whatever you got to do. But, uh, again, you would run underneath it there with that kind of speed, and you're not under it completely. That It's easy for that ball to get to your thigh and bounce in the wrong direction. And uh, Sandusky was able to recover and punch it in for points. Like I said, just what they needed. And we have flags flying on the kickoff, and this is going to be an offsides on Sandusky as they are ahead of the kick beyond the 40. Well, I guess it would technically be an illegal procedure. So this will be a re-kick and push him back five yards. Yeah, back him up five yards, do it again. You're exactly right. Uh, one of the coverage guys gets ahead of the uh, kicker, is ahead of the ball before it's kicked. Cost you five yards, and we'll try it again. remains in the third quarter. And so now, Brendan Essmaker, defensive end starter, just a sophomore for the Sandusky Wolf defense, also acting kicker tonight, will reboot this one from his own 35. Arrow up close for the Pirates on the far sideline. Kick is mid-range and is going to be fair, brought in by Benson Harper at the 30s. Across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 across midfield. Cuts back upfield at the Sandusky 45 and tackled forward out to about the 42-yard line. Ripped down by Alex Bays on special teams and our reach will start out with a shortened field at the Sandusky 42-yard line. 9.23 left in the third quarter. They said, you know what Sandusky's trying to do and it took a mistake for, for Harbor Beach's special teams to adjust, but as you saw, nobody deep. Everybody within 30 yards, you know, close to midfield. And Benson Harper standing on the 30-yard line waiting to catch that pooch catch this time. So, like I said, that little pop-up kick, Harbor Beach is completely rotated to that side of the field, the far side, the Sandusky side of the field. Uh, there is inside the hash mark to our side of the field. There was two Harbor Beach special teamers. So there's a lot of room over here. I know they line up everything to go to their right, the far side of your radio, but man, just anything over here, there's nobody there. Even if you don't recover that as an onside kick, there's nobody there to return it. So Harbor Beach gambling on where they're going to kick the ball works out well because Harper puts them in good field position. They start out in the spread offense. It's a handoff to Rogan Messing out of the shotgun, and he's brought down for a yard loss back at the 42, actually maybe in the 43-yard line tackle made by Carter Krause. Plays nose tackle for the Sandusky defense. Loss of a yard, second down, and 11 for the Pirates. 
Nice job there by defense. Uh, Kraus, uh, again, holding down the middle of that defense. He's able to get into the backfield and, and create some havoc there for Messing. No, nowhere to run and tackle down for a short loss. First tackle for a loss for the Wolves this evening. Out of the T formation, Caden Buchholz back under center. Hand off to his third option. Benson Harbor tries to find a corner on the near side. He's up to the 40, and he's still on his feet at the 35 and still cuts back in midfield down to the 20, and he has no one in front of him down to the 5, and Benson Harbor is into the end zone. Touchdown Pirates from the 43-yard line into the end zone. Benson Harbor makes it look easy with 8.32 remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, he just strides like a deer, just at full pace. He just takes long strides, and then when he wants to change directions, it's come so easy to him, and defenders just go flying by. And, and that time out there is Jackson Palace out on an island, and it's one-on-one -on -one right in his face, and it's just that slight hesitation to the right. Palace leans that way, and it's back to the inside of the field for Benson Harper. And when it becomes a track meet, he doesn't lose to very many people and puts another score on the board for Harbor Beach. So it's now 40-6, to 34-point differential. Harbor Beach lining up to go for two, and we have a timeout called by Troy Schelke and the Pirates. Timeout, Harbor Beach. As it looks like a little miscommunication on the two-point conversion as Troy Schelke now walking out to discuss with his squad. Yeah, it doesn't look like a personnel issue, but, no. I, but there were some guys looking back trying to understand the call. So, again, a communication error on the play call and who's and where it was going to go. So, uh, again, another timeout there used for Coach Schelke. Again, to make sure that your special teams is in the right place. So as it stands right now, it's 40-6. to six. If they make this two-point conversion, it would be a running clock. 35-point is the echelon there to begin a running clock situation in the second half. As USA now pouring it on to Caro. It's now 28-8. USA over Caro in Caro this evening. Cassidy now leads 56-0 over Vassar. Marlette leading Memphis at halftime 46-8. Upley leading Bad Axe at the end of the third quarter 44-0. Adding a field goal and a touchdown in the third quarter there against the Hatchets. That's all we got. So, Dave Hanson, your thoughts on a beautiful night here from Harbor Beach? Yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Again, Harbor Beach does a great job. Uh, congratulations uh, to everybody on the homecoming uh, crew there. Everything well executed, well done. A beautiful night for that. And Harbor Beach here, back to the game, lining up for two, trying to take the lead by 35. It's a handoff to Andrew Caban. He's in the end zone for the two-point conversion, and it's now 42-6, to a 36-point lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates with 8.32 remaining in the third quarter of the LW Sports Network. Eight thirty-two left in the third quarter. Harbor Beach tacks on their sixth score of the night. Two-point conversion makes it a thirty-six-point differential. Forty-two to six. Harbor Beach over Sandusky in the first three and a half minutes of the second half. Skyler Cruz's kick high into the lights and brought into the ten-yard line by Tyler Bush, and now he hands it off to Jackson or Jackson Ranky to the far sideline. He has room to run, just one man to beat, and that'd be the the kicker. And he brings him down at Harbor Beach's forty-yard line. 
as Jackson Rinky makes that one count. He started his own 10-yard line. He gets out for 50 yards to the Harbor Beach 40. Yeah, that's back to that starburst. We saw it to start the game. And when you kick it that deep and you allow the quarterback to get it, he can then run their offense on the fly. You see the two backs go to the right, the close side of the field to us. And then the last one is Jackson Rinky around the far side. He keeps it. And there is nobody there. They sell out on the first two guys. Jackson Ranke showcasing that speed. One guy to beat. Pretty good job there by the kicker to track him down uh, to save a touchdown for sure. But excellent field position for Sandusky coming off their first score of the game. See if they can make it two in a row here as they start at the 40-yard line in Harbor Beach's territory. That's the sixth drive this evening that has begun on the plus side of the field between the two teams. Out of the T formation. For Sandusky is a handoff to Chase Green around the left side, has positive yards, and is met with uh, by a couple black jerseys out to about the 31-yard line. Shea Woodkey and Benson Harper on the stop after a nine-yard pickup for Chase Green. Second down and a yard to go. Sandusky's starting to show a little progress. Yeah, an entourage there for the left side running behind for Chase Green. Uh, again, no, nobody there to seal the end. It's completely blocked off the first uh, between uh, – See, is that Cruz over there? And uh, the whiskey on that side both blocked right off. The linebackers don't get over there quick enough. By the time Shea Woodkey does, uh, it's already a pretty good gain on first down for the Wolves. Second down, one to go from the Hover Reach 31-yard line. Trailing by 36 points, six and change left here in the third quarter. And it's Jackson Ranky end around from the right side. And he breaks out of his first tackle and gets the first down and finally brought down with about the 26 for a five-yard pickup for the Wolves. Move the chains for Sandusky. First and 10, deeper in Harbor Beach territory. Tackle made by Carson Kramer. Back to the tee for Sandusky, and they run the same play, just opposite directions. You see the back on the right, take the handoff, go all the way to the left around the outside, attacking the perimeter. The same thing, but opposite side. That time, Jackson Ranke goes from left to right, and they get around the edge. They're finding uh, on the last couple runs, they're able to seal off those defensive ends not allow them to cut off the runner and then angle their way to the sideline for some pretty good chunk runs on the first couple plays. Out of the tee, Tyler Bush on the keeper around the left side, and he has black jerseys swarming to him at the original line of scrimmage for no gain. Leading the charge would be Seth Nowiski, defensive end who was not fooled on that one. Gain of a yard when all said and done out to the 25. Second down, nine to go upcoming for the Wolves. 5.45 and counting here in the third quarter. And good discipline out there because that is a sellout fake handoff, naked bootleg. We saw it work earlier in the game, not this time. Tyler Bush fakes that handoff, comes around the outside, and he not only does he see one, he sees two, he sees three unblocked Harbor Beach Pirate defenders waiting to get him there, and that's the chance you take when you roll out to the weak side like that. He's fortunate to battle his way for one full yard on first down. Wing D to the right, a couple yards inside the left hash, far left side of your radio, Tyler Bush and the Wolves. Hand off to Carter Krause, up the gut, and going nowhere as Caden Lawhorn jumped out of his tackle to make him stop in his tracks for a gain of a yard out to the 24. as a hard-fought yard for Carter Krause and brings up a third down and eight for the Wolves deep into Harbor Beach territory at the 24. That's just a better job by up front, led by Caden Lawhorn. When Sandusky gets multiple runs around the outside to work, that should open up the middle of the field for a back as good as Carter Krause. Caden Lawhorn simply just was not allowing that to happen. He's able to shed that tackle, get in the backfield, grab a hold of Carter Krause, stop his momentum, and then that allows guys like Shea Woodkey and others to come in, completely make sure that ball doesn't go any farther forward. They push him, drive him all the way back in the backfield. 
Nice run, nice run stop there. Brings up an uncomfortable position for a run-heavy team. Third down and eight. Jackson Rinky and Nathan Ball wide left. Now man in motion. It's a jet sweep for Jackson Rinky to the far sideline. Breaks out one tackle and meets. That would be Benson Harper at the five-yard line. He drags him all the way out. Looks like forced out of bounds at the four-yard line. From the 24 down to the four, a 20-yard a pickup for Jackson Rinky. Move the chains, a third-down conversion. First and goal to go. It's, it's a good move in open space by Rinky, but he's got – there's two defenders there, Shea Woodkey on in the middle of the field, and then – Rogan Messing on the outside. Rogan Messing is trying to cut him off, force him back to the middle where Woodkey is. And when Ranky fakes up the middle and then goes back to the outside, Rogan Messing loses his footing, gives up the sideline, and that's where Jackson Ranky makes him pay and gets a big run. And now first and goal from inside the five-yard line of Harbor Beach. T formation, first and goal to go. They mark him at the three, and it's a handoff to Carter Krause, and he is met with a vengeance. Forward progress stopped right at the three-yard line as he's pushed back all the way back to the seven. Caden Lawhorn blowing out the play up for no gain. Second down, goal to go still from the three. Yeah, just not having any luck up the middle, and that's a good job by those big guys up the middle, starting with Lawhorn, Smiglinski, just not getting pushed around tonight, stuffing that line of scrimmage. When Kraus runs into the back of his offensive lineman, his vision is gone. There's nothing to see, nowhere to go, and eventually he's brought down for no gain. Actually, a loss of a yard, according to the spot, back out to the four. Caden Lawhorn credited for the tackle for a loss. And we have a player down, and that would be Benson Harper. Well, this is just a cramp with 255 that stops the clock. As looks like it does appear to be a cramp. as a little warmer night than you would expect in week number six, especially. <laughs> With October knocking on the door here in just a few days. Tomorrow, of course, the last day of September, and the Wagner Invitational taking place down at Wagner Park, South Harbor Beach, hosted by Sandusky, with a boatload of cross-country teams all competing on one of the fastest tracks in the entire thumb. Taking place tomorrow morning at Wagner Park. Looking forward to seeing that one. Oh, yeah, they always get a great attendance. Uh, I'm sure they will. The weather forecast looks great, so I expect uh, expect some good scores up there. The numbers will look good, and uh, good luck to all the competitors tomorrow. As medical crews out on the field working with Benson Harbor does appear to be just a cramp. Eli Caban from Sure Health out there working on that left calf as is Warren Ramsey back on the sidelines. You can see him back out there. The original deep voice of the Ramsey family. That's right. That is actually right. Yes, Harbor Beach fans could breathe a sigh of relief, but you could tell there, as soon as he, he sat, he sat down on his own power and just started reaching for his toes, right, trying to stretch that calf out the back of the leg there, still trying to do it as he's, uh, he's got that toe down on, on Caban's foot there, trying to stretch that thing out. So... Get a little, uh, get a little water and a special concoction in him there, and uh, he'll be just fine in a few minutes. I bet you'd still beat me in a forty race. Oh, you and me both, <laughs> man. You and me both. I don't know. You just. You should have seen my power walking last week at Disney World. Uh, you know, it, it, it might have. I, I will give you credit for the first five minutes. The, <laughs> the rest of the day, I will go with the under. <laughs> Very true. So. Back to the action here. Second and goal to go for the Sandusky Wolves at the Harbor Beach four-yard line. Benson Harper back off the field coming off of a cramp. 2.49 and counting here in the third quarter. It's Harbor Beach 42, Sandusky 6. 
And it's a handoff to Carter Krause, tries to find a seam and goes right into the trenches there. And Hover Beach stops him at about the two-yard line. It'll be a gain of two on the play, sets up a third down goal to go. And tackle made by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker, stopping him in his tracks. Good job there again. Uh, there was not a lot of running room. I, I guess I thought Carter Krause maximized what he was going to get on that play by getting two yards, but stuffed up front by that higher beach front. They did a good job there of keeping him out of the end zone, and three yards still keep uh, Sandusky from scoring their second score of the game. Third down and two they, to go. Two receivers wide to the left. Nathan Ball, Jackson Rinky. Tyler Bush in the shotgun has Carter Krause to his left, and it's a handoff to... Danny Tovar gets very close, and he is brought down short of the goal line at the one-yard line. Looked like he had forward momentum to get him into the end zone, but there was Shea Woodkey to stop him on the stop. And just a gain of a yard. Fourth down, one yard to go, goal to go for the Sandusky Wolves. So Danny Tovar technically uh, rostered as a tight end, but they will use him occasionally in short yardage situations. When he's on the field, he's typically on the right side of the field, covering up the right tackle, goes in motion a lot, becomes the lead blocker. Well, that time when he goes in motion, they give him the handoff. And I thought as soon as he got the ball and got past center, he did a good job of getting north and south, trying to get in the end zone. And we have a timeout called by Craig Jacobson and the Wolves with a minute 16 remaining in the third quarter. That's the first timeout of the second half for the Wolves. Dave Hansen, what do you expect to see here from Sandusky facing a fourth and goal to go from the one-yard line of Hover Beach? Well, you could tell uh, Coach Jacobson there, he, he told them, get under center, look like you're going to go for that quarterback sneak. And uh, by the time anybody realized he wanted timeout, he was already standing on the numbers painted on the field. So he had no intention <laughs> of running that play, wanted to see a Hover Beach lined up. But I fully believe this is a chance for his offensive line to catch a breath and he's telling his quarterback, "This is I want you to attack the right side, right pocket of center or left pocket of center. When you get that ball, you are driving ahead. I, I firmly believe, and if it were me, I have to trust the snap count, the offensive line to get just enough push for me to quarterback sneak my quarterback in, uh, not taking a chance of airing the ball out and letting one of these ball hawks steal it away. So Dave, Craig Jacobson was already on the numbers as he trying to just expect it not to call that or was he doing his best Jimbo Fisher impression? <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I think uh, maybe take one out of Jimbo's playbook, but he had no <laughs> intention of, of running that play. He wanted to uh, call timeout, settle down his young kids on fourth goal. He may not win this football game. Chances are he probably won't, but he would love to get another score on the board for his team. Minute 16 remains in the third quarter. It's 42-6. to However, reached leading by 36 points with St. Husky knocking on the door for the second time tonight. All coming in the second half. It was 34-0 at halftime. In the T formation, Tyler Bush under center. Backfield of Jackson Rinky, Carter Krause in chase green. Looks to his backfield, now settles under center. There's a snap, handoff to Jackson Rinker around the left side, around the right end, and he's an untouched touchdown Sandusky with a minute 10 remaining in the third quarter. Sandusky punches in their second score of the night, converting on fourth down, and it's Jackson Rinky from one yard out. And Harbor Beach puts all 11 guys on the line of scrimmage. As, as wide as the tight ends are, that is as wide as the defense is. It's an all-out gamble to stop 
either the Craig Krause dive or the quarterback sneak, and instead they run their base offense, and Dusky does. They let Jackson Ranky kick it to the outside, and now that outside guy, he's gambling to stop a mid-run. So when he comes into the middle, when Jackie Ranky, or Jackson Ranky bounces it to the outside, there is nobody there, and an easy walk-in touchdown for the Wolves. Wing T to the right is a pitch to Carter Krause, and he stood up at the one-yard line. A second effort gets down to push down to the two-yard line and brought down by the front line of Haver Beach. And looks like we have a player down for the Pirates as well. As it's now 42-12, to 12, we'll take a short break on the WLW Sports Network. Haver Beach by 30 points. Minute 10 remains in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network. It's now a 30-point ball game in favor of the Pirates still. Minute 10 remains in the third quarter as Sandusky punches in their second score of the night on a Jackson Rinky one-yard run into the end zone. The two-point conversion failed. Capping off a nine-play, 40-yard drive and took seven minutes and 22 seconds off the clock, gaining three first downs in tow, one for two on third down, one for one on fourth down, converting for the score on that fourth down. Minute 10 remains in the third quarter, and it's 42-12, Harbor Beach. I, I love that grinded-out drive. I think, uh, you know, when you and I were talking before the game, I think we both thought that Sandusky would have some success on the ground. They'd put some drives together. Uh, it, it took till the second half for them to have that success, but another nice grinded-out drive. They had short field position, taking advantage of those situations, which is what good teams do. And uh, how about that play call on fourth and goal from the one, right? I mean, again, I, I think you have to trust you can get a yard, and what does he do? Calls timeout, completely uh, checkmates his uh, his former coach and, and buddy there and Troy Schelke and lets uh, his running back attack the outside, which is a dangerous play, and it works out big time. Sandusky goes for the onside kick, and it's down with ease on the first bounce by Harbor Reach at the 48-yard line, brought in by Skyler Cruz on the hands team for the Pirates, and they're going to say first and 10 for the Pirates at the 49-yard line. Minute 10 remains in the third quarter. Nice job there by Skyler Cruz. That ball is bouncing very well. Very, very well done. That onside kick just he, he finds a good hop, jumps on it, covers it up, no uh, fumbling it around, and it's down right there. So the ball will start at the own 49-yard line of Harbor Beach as uh, they will take over here with a minute 10 to go in the third quarter. They already lead 42-12 to 12 in this game. First and 10 with a 51-yard field in front of them for the Pirates. Left to right across your radio. Stopped in at Speedy Q before the game gets waters for the crew here tonight. And the cashier loves the fact that I say left to right across your radio. She gets a kick out of it. So <laughs> greetings to the Speedy Q staff here this evening. She's also excited because she said she had something to listen to. And we have a timeout called by the St. Husky Wolves with a minute 10 remaining in the third quarter. Well, when you get this close to the lake, there isn't many options for her. So. <laughs> hey, that Canadian uh, hockey night in Canada is firing up here. It's preseason. Uh, Red Wings don't look too terrible. We're one and one so far. So, lost yesterday to Washington, uh, but won the first game out of the out of the gates against Pittsburgh. So that was impressive to see. Let's take a look at other scores in the area. We'll start in eleven player football. USA, USA over Carroll, thirty four to eight in the fourth quarter. It was fourteen to eight, and they've rattled off. Well, 
20 straight points since then. So the USA well on their way to getting their first victory of the season at Caro tonight. 9.50 left in the game there. Cass City takes out Vassar. Final score, 62-0 over the Vulcans. Lakers and Reese, we haven't heard a thing since the first quarter when it was Lakers 7-0. Marlette, haven't heard anything since halftime. Marlette, 46-8 over Memphis. And Obli takes out Bad Axe, 44-6. Final score there as Brett Mueller misses a PAT but throws in a field goal for good measure there against the Hatchets in Obli tonight. As Sandusky had 12 men in the huddle. Harbor Beach had 12 men in the huddle. Well, That's why Coach Jacobson called timeout, so <laughs> yeah. he, can, he can fill some ears with uh, what <laughs> yeah. he saw. So, Well, minute 10 left here in the third quarter. Caden Mukholz is under center for the Pirates. Delayed handoff this time to number 17, Tanner Andrzejewski. Running back junior, six foot, 165 pounds for the new running back in the backfield. His first carry of the night gets out to the 48-yard line for a three-yard pickup. Tackle made by Sandusky's Brendan Esmanger, defensive end sophomore. Second down, seven to go. Yeah, it looks, i got to believe that that would be the, uh, just not the a cramp isn't anything serious by any means, but I think that that's enough to uh, tell you pretty comfortably that that's the end of Benson Harper's night. Uh, job well done for him. If he doesn't get another carry, he ends the night with 10 carries, 122 yards, and oh, by the way, three of those went for touchdowns. Solid fantasy football night there. And this one is a handoff to Andrew Caban. He's fighting for all of he's got down to about the 45-yard line for a three-yard gain. Jackson Rinke stops him, and that was a good battle there between the two players. Third down, four to go. That's a good uh, Good run there by another youngster there, Andrew Caban, getting some work in there, fighting for all those yards. You love to see that out of those young backs as we roll here to the end of the third quarter. 12 minutes remain, and it's Harbor Beach by 30 points, 42-12 to 12 over Sandusky and the WLW Sports Network. of the fourth quarter with a 30-point differential, 42-12. to 12, Harbor Beach leading the, the Wolves of Sandusky. It's a handoff to Tanner Andrzejewski. He's short of the first down marker by less than a yard. That was a third and four to go. It's now a fourth down and less than a yard to go at the Sandusky 42-yard line. They get to the 41 for a new set of downs. Yep, so a couple young guys checking in, getting some uh, very important carries here in this game, and uh, doing a nice job. That's what that wing T offense is built to do. Get me three and four yards. Even if it brings up fourth down and one, that is okay. My offense should be able to get me that. So I fully expect them to uh, to run their offense here. Just a matter of who's going to get the carry and an opportunity to extend this drive. Fourth and less than a yard to go. 11-15 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Leading by 30 points. And Sandusky nearly jumped, and instead it's a handoff, and it's going to be brought down in the backfield. Tanner Andrzejewski had no chance as Carter Kraus blew that play up, and it's going to be a turnover on downs. It gives the ball back to Sandusky at their own 42-yard line. Now just, wow. Where this sideline judge has his foot, that is pretty much right on the first down marker, isn't yeah. it? But. That is, they're holding their ground. That is a turnover. I thought maybe they put the football down and measure it very quickly, but it uh, doesn't look like that is going to be the case. And nice job by Carter Krause to blow that play up. 
So Sandusky showing some life here in the fourth quarter in the second half, actually. And, and so now the Wolves back on offense as Harvard Beach putting in some of their reserve and second string players in this fourth quarter. 11.05 remains in regulation, 42 to 12. Harvard Beach by 30 points. Sandusky sends two wide to the left. Nathan Ball, Jackson Rinke, Tyler Bush in the shotgun, and Jackson Rinke in motion. It's a handoff right at the middle to Jack or Carter Krause, and he breaks out of the Caden Lawhorn tackle and gets down to the 44-yard line for a two-yard pickup. And at the bottom of that pile is a black jersey somewhere, and that would be number 65, Jackson Wiglinski, defensive end, 6'3", 210-pound junior for the Pirates. Third, second down, eight to go from their own 44. And don't get me wrong, <clears throat> Carter Krause is a tough guy to bring down, but uh, Caden Lawhorn's got him completely wrapped up. Got both legs, spins him, right, like rolls him right over, and Carter Krause is able to just keep fighting and land on his feet and keep going. Those are those missed tackles that later on this season, whether you're Harvey Beach or Sandusky, you get closer to playoff time. Those are those tackles you have to have because second down and seven or second down and eight is way better than second down and 10 or 11. Second down, eight is a handoff to Chase Green around the left side, and he tries to cut up field, and he gets out to the other side of the 45. Finally brought down to the 47 for a three-yard gain, maybe two yards, according to where, where they end up spotting this ball. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Seth Nowiski defensive end, and they mark him down to the 46 for a two-yard gain. Third down, six to go for the Wolves. Less than 10 minutes to play here in regulation. Yeah, just nowhere to run, a lot of sidestepping, waiting for a hole to show up, no room to go. Harvey swarming to the football well and bringing up third down and six for the Wolves offense. Of course, Sandusky without Tyler Franzel, their starting tight end, starting linebacker, senior, also the kicker and punter out with an injury from last week on the sideline in jeans and his jersey. 9.32 left here in the fourth, and it's going to be a handoff up the gut. And it's going to be a scrum forward as Carter Krause tried to find something there. Gets out to the 47-yard line. That's going to be a little generous on top of that. Tackle made by Sandusky's, or Harbor Beach's, Rogan Messing. Starting cornerback. Gain of a yard. Fourth down, five to go. Just nowhere to go for Carter Krause up the middle. Rogan Messing leading a charge of black jerseys. Again, a lot of motion, a lot of fake action, but it ends up being a quick handoff right up the middle to Krause as they sell the option to the far side or to the near side of the field, I should say. Good job of Harvard Beach not falling for all the extra antics in motion, and they shut that play down and bring up fourth down and five. Ever wonder if Caden Lawhorn is a good uh, teammate? It's tying the shoe for Jack Spaglinski. I wonder as big as he is. It's a long <laughs> ways a long down way to down tie there, the shoe. Yeah. Fourth down, five to go for the Wolves at the Harbor Beach 48-yard, or excuse me, St. Husky's own 47. Quarterback keeper Tyler Butcher on the left side has the room to run, and he gets very close, and it looks like he's going to get it by a yard. Caden Lawhorn finally tracked him down, but not until after a six-yard gain when they needed five, move the chains, a conversion on fourth down. Good play there. Good run by Tyler Bush as he, again, fakes that handoff to the jet sweep, uses Carter Krause the opposite way as a lead blocker. Krause picks up a big block, and Bush is able to slide behind him and power through and get that extra yard. Needs five, gets six, and a very important first down for Sandusky. Caden Lawhorn, Benson Harper, and Seth Nowiski check out of the ball game. As Harvest Moon is played over the friendly confines of Harvard Reach. 
Matt Woodkey's certainly in the tower this evening. 7.48 left in the fourth quarter, 42-12. to Sandusky trails by 30 points. They're on offense as a handoff to Chase Green across the 45 and finally brought down to the 44. Tackle made by number 80, Skyler Cruz, out of the secondary after a three-yard gain. That was actually Jackson Rinky on the carry. The Dan Banky School football spotting still has a little more education to go here in the fall semester. That's why he's still yeah, in a, class. He's still he in hasn't class. fully graduated yet. That's right. <laughs> Kendall Edith is doing a great job tonight. Stepping up. He's our one of the intangibles here on our crew. Is uh, interning from Northwood University. Starting pitcher for the baseball team over there. Played summer ball in Indiana this summer. And back with us the first second year. And this one's a handoff to Chase Green. He gets out to the 43 before he's upended for about a gain of a yard. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey for the Pirates. Brings up a third down, six to go now for the Sandusky Wolves into Harbor Beach territory. That's 11 tackles on the evening for Shea Woodkey. So if you feel like we've said his name a lot tonight, that's because we have. Yeah, Shea Woodkey, 11 tackles, one tackle for a loss on the night. Mind you, he has over 25% of the tackles for Harbor Beach this evening. They have 40 altogether. It's a full moon tonight. It's a harvest moon. <laughs> it's the last super moon of the, of the uh, 2023 calendar. Sandusky setting two wide to the left. Nathan Ball, Jackson Rinke, Tyler Bush in shotgun, Carter Krause to his right. Now Rinke in motion to the near sideline. Quarterback keeper to the right side has Ranky as his lead blocker, and he's going to be brought down to the backfield as big man 65. Jax McGlincy brings him down. There's a forward progress with stopped with a 45 for a loss of two on the play. That'll be the fourth tackle for a loss for the Pirate defense tonight. It's now fourth down, eight yards to go for the Sandusky Wolves at the Hover Beach 45. That is all Jax McGlinsky there, guys. That uh, is a great play. You got your Jackson uh, Ranky coming in motion from left to right. They go read action with him, and as soon as Ranky goes by, the quarterback pulls the ball back. Carter Krause follows uh, Ranky around the end, so there's multiple backs. He's following the quarterback that is around the right side, and it's Smiglinski from the line, gets off the tackle, and is able to slip behind both of those lead blockers and tackle Bush in the backfield for a loss to bring up fourth down and eight with 5.20 to go in the game. Fourth and eight, 5-17 and counting here in the fourth quarter, 42-12. Sandusky trails Harbor Beach by 30 points, facing a fourth and eight from the Harbor Beach 45-yard line. Same formation, Nathan Ball, Jackson Rinke in the slot. Danny Tovar to the right in the tight end position. Back to pass, fourth and eight, throwing downfield. This one is well overthrown and hits the turf at the 18-yard line. Pass was intended for Danny Tovar. That will result in a turnover and downs at the 45 of Harbor Beach. And the Pirates tank back over on offense, leading by 30 points. Yeah, they bring Shea Woodkey on a blitz there from his middle linebacker spot. And he gets through the line of scrimmage quite easily. Uh, again, the, the, the center is filled up, and all he can do is stick his hand out to try and slow him down. So if you're Tyler Bush, you can feel that pressure coming because it is right up the middle, coming right into your grill. And uh, there wasn't really much thought for Tyler Bush. He looks left, and when he saw nothing there and saw the pressure coming, he just knew he had to fire it right. He knew his tight end was there. Uh, unfortunately, double coverage at the very least, a deep safety over the top, nowhere to go with the football. It's overthrown and falls incomplete, and that drive will stall, and Harbor Beach will take over. 
It's a handoff to Tanner Andrzejewski's across the 45 out to the 46 for a hard-fought one yard. Big man 72 for St. Esky, Carter Maschke. Defensive end junior getting action out here. Clean, white, crisp jersey there in this fourth quarter. Makes the stop after a one-yard game. Yeah, Dylan Arns checking in at quarterback for Harbor Beach, pitching that ball to his running back, and nice tackle there by the Sandusky defense. Just a one-yard gain on the play. 42-12. to 12. Harbor Beach by 30 points, four and a half counting here in the fourth. It's in the T formation. Dylan Arns under center. It's a handoff right up the middle, or actually left side on his third option. Had me fooled. Out to the 48-yard line. Tanner Andrzejewski on the carry. And Bryce Kiley, the sophomore linebacker, making the stop. Game of two, third down and seven. We've called Kylie's name a few times there. He's been in on some good tackles there. Another one there, not fooled by all that run action like we were. Able to make that stop right at the line of scrimmage. Goes unblocked virtually and picks up that tackle. Third down and nine for the Pirates. That's Bryce Kylie's fourth tackle this evening. Third down, seven to go for the Pirates at their own 48-yard line. Three minutes, 40 seconds left. Handoff up the middle. That is to number 11, Andrew Caban. And he's stopped in his tracks at the 48 for no gain. And leading the way, that was 72 for Sandusky. Carter Maschke with his second tackle on this series. So now Harbor Beach facing a fourth in seven from their own 48 with three and a half to play in regulation. Yeah, I got to think that you punt this ball away and go back on defense here. It was fourth down and two or three. I think you'd let those young guys get another play in and try to run a few more. But if it were me, I think I'd punt it away. But uh, let's see what happens here. Well, when your punter is Benson Harper, and he's on the sideline. Yep, they're going to go for they're it. They're going to go for it. Fourth and seven from their own 48. Dylan Arntz on the quarterback keeper, and he's across midfield and stopped by, well, you guessed it, Carter Maschke with his third tackle on this series. Well short of the line to gain by four yards, and it's a result in his third straight turnover on downs with two of the two teams. And Sandusky's offense back on the field with 2.55 remaining in regulation. Just nothing going there for the... Uh, the reserves there at Harbor Beach, the young guys getting a chance to play. Good job by up front there, led by Carter Maschke, and making three of the four tackles on that series. And with two and a half or two minutes and 55 seconds to go in this game, this the young guys of the Sandusky offense now will come back on the field and get their turn. First and ten for Sandusky, 2:55 left in the fourth quarter. Pirates still retain that 30-point lead. It was 34-0 at half. Sandusky scored twice to start this second half after an onside, well, a muffed kick, kickoff was brought in by Sandusky. Carter Krause brought that one in and it resulted in a score just five plays later. That was the first score. Second score was their next drive, a Jackson Rinky one-yard dive. First and ten from the 49. It's a new quarterback out there. That's Nathan Flanagan, and he hands it off to number four, Sandusky. That was the ball carrier was number 20, Alex Bays, Jr. And it's brought down by Shea Woodkey, who's still in there, for no gain, second down and ten. Yeah, the, the, the JV crew is in. That's, uh, that's going to be... I don't know if Shea Woodkey was supposed to be in the game or not, maybe, because <laughs> he is out now. They, they get him <laughs> out of the game there. Uh, Dawson Brown will check in. Uh, excuse me, 55 is Isaiah Caban will step into the, the middle linebacker spot. As is number 26 coming off of the JV, that would be Keegan Potestivio. Now 64 checks, back, checks in. That's Tyler Kane replaces Keegan Nowiski. So a lot of JV 
And second stringers in there for both squads. Two minutes and counting here in the fourth quarter. Second down, 10 to go from the Sandusky 49-yard line, left to right across your radio. Quarterback now, Nathan Flanagan, senior for Sandusky, under center. Hand off to Nathan Ball, gets out across midfield and into Harbor Beach territory, finally brought down at the 47-yard line for a four-yard gain. Tackle made by Tanner Andrzejewski, defensive back for the Pirates, the junior, after a three-yard, maybe four-yard game. Third down and six upcoming for the Wolves. 90 seconds remain. At Tanner Andrzejewski right there. Matt Geiger not very far away helping clean up that tackle to make sure it does not go any further. Third down and six for the Wolves. Will Roganbuck, Drew Nickerand also in the ball game for the, for the Pirates defense. Plenty of new jerseys out there. Third down, six to go for the Wolves. 105 remaining. Flanagan under center. It's a handoff to number 20, Alex Bays. He, 29, excuse me, that is Caden Nichols, sophomore running back. He gets the first down as they mark him down at the 40. Tackle made by Andrew Caban. Enough to move the chains. He needed six. He got seven. Stops the clock momentarily with 55 seconds left. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 40. Yeah, nice run there by Nichols as he'll kind of slide into what would have been Carter Krause's role right there. He's on the far left side. He takes that handoff all the way around the right side and is able to find some running room before eventually the secondary of Harbor Beach brings him down, but not until Sandusky gets a first down. First and 10 for the Wolves. 35 seconds left, more than likely the last play in regulation here. Game well in hand for the Pirates. Nathan Flanagan directing traffic, sending Caden Nichols to the tight end, wing back to the left spot now in the wing tee, working off the right hash. Flanagan gets the snap, pitch over to Nathan Ball. Trend, he's gonna be brought down in the backfield by Matt Geiger. Now at the defensive end position for a loss of two. And that is your ball game. The Harbor Reach Pirates improved to five and one in the season. They have now taken nine of 10 against the Sandusky Wolves. And this time it's with a 30 point victory on homecoming night. The Pirates win 42 to 12 over the Sandusky Wolves in week number six of the regular season. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We'll return in about five minutes to wrap this whole thing up from Harbor Beach, Michigan. Final score, Harbor Beach 42, Sandusky 12 on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anchor Valley Services. of Harry Carey. Pirates win. Pirates win. 42-12 to are the Sandusky Wolves tonight as the baseball regular season wraps up. And Dave Hansen, how much tell us how we got to these 54 total points between the squads in favor of the Pirates? Let's start with it. Start with the uh, the home team. Harbor Beach Pirates get out on the board first. A 20-yard touchdown run by Benson Harper. Two-point conversion. 
no good. Later in the first quarter, Shea Woodkey punches in a three-yard touchdown run. Woodkey would also cap it off with a two-point conversion run. And at the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach leads 14 to nothing. In the second quarter, all Pirates. 15-yard touchdown run by Benson Harper. Two-point conversion fails. Four-yard run later in the quarter by Shea Woodkey. Uh, Two-point conversion run by Buchholz is good. Harbor Beach extends the lead 28-0. And just before the half is over, Shea Woodke nails the hat trick, a 10-yard touchdown run, his third of the first half. Two-point conversion fail, 34-0 at the half. In the third quarter, the Wolves strike first. Chase Green punches in a one-yard touchdown run, the two-point conversion would fail. The ensuing drive just a few minutes later, Benson Harper gets that points back. A 43-yard touchdown run. Caban tacks on the two-point conversion. And then before the third quarter is over, another one-yard touchdown run by the Wolves, this time by Jackson Renke. The two-point conversion would fail, and at the end of the third quarter, Harbor Beach would lead 42-12. to And in the fourth quarter, no more scoring, Clark. So your final here in Harbor Beach at homecoming Harbor Beach 42, the Wolves 12. Harbor Beach ended up with 290 yards of offense on 36 plays. Sandusky 50 plays for 185 yards. Sandusky ran 14 more plays, and Harbor Beach had 105 more yards to show for it. The Pirates, 272 of those were on the ground on 34 carries, just one of two passing tonight for 18 yards. Benson Harper would lead the way on the ground, 10 carries, 122 yards, and three scores, carried the ball 29% of the time, and averaged 12.2 per carry. Shea Woodkey, nine carries, 81 yards, and three scores, averaging nine yards per carry. Caden Buchholz, two carries for 43 yards. Tanner Andrzejewski, five carries for eight yards. Rogan Messing, four carries for seven yards. And Dustin Emmerich, one carry for five yards. Benson Harper actually threw the completion tonight to Caden Buchholz for an 18-yard completion. Caden Buchholz 0 for 1 through the air. He's now 0 for 7 in the last two weeks between Sandusky and Marlette last week. And Caden Buchholz brought in the one reception. For Sandusky, 43 carries, 180 yards, and two scores. Average 4.2 per carry tonight. Their longest run, 20 yards from both Carter Krause and Tyler Push, as well as Jackson Ranke, each with 20-yard runs. Carter Krause led the way with 12 carries for 64 yards. Tyler Bush, 9 carries for 44 yards. Jackson Ranke, 9 carries for 36 yards and a score. Chase Green, 6 carries, 25 yards and the other score. While Caden Nichols carried the ball once for 7 yards and Nathan Ball, 2 carries for 2 yards. Through the air, Tyler Bush was 1 for 7 for 5 yards with 1 interception. Danny Tovar brought in the lone reception for five yards on the night. Three targets to Jackson Ranky were overthrown, as was Nathan Ball once. On defense, Harbor Beach with 45 total tackles, five tackles for loss, and one interception. Of those 45 tackles, over 25% of them went by Shea Woodkey's hands with 12 tackles and one tackle for a loss. Caden Lawhorn, six tackles and one tackle for a loss. Dustin Emmerich, five tackles and the interception. Benson Harper, four tackles, as was Seth Nowiski, who also had a tackle for a loss, and Carson Kramer at three. For Sandusky, 34 tackles, two tackles for a loss, and one fumble recovery on the kickoff to start the second half. Danny Tovar, Tyler Bush, and Ian Viscogliosi, each with five tackles on the night. Carter Krause with four tackles, including two tackles for a loss and the fumble recovery. And Bryce Kiley, four tackles as well. And Carter Mashke, three tackles on the night, all in the same series.
Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, looking at this, uh, again, when you see eight yards per carry by your offense on 34 carries, 270 yards later, uh, the Hard Beach offensive line set the pace in this game. The running backs did an excellent job. And you could just see they, they got the big pop plays, right? They, they got the offense cooking where Sandusky was uh, was out of sync. They, they weren't making penalties or turning the ball over, but uh, they just couldn't get anything going. They couldn't open that gap and get a nice run when they needed it. They were constantly in third down and six. Third down and eight, uh, where Harbor Beach, if they even saw third downs, chances are it was third down and one or manageable. And they said they didn't even need Caden Buchholz through the air, Benson Harper catching passes. Uh, they they didn't need half the playbook tonight. They were focused on the running game. And uh, again, it's been a criticism of ours. It's been something that we see that Harbor Beach has needed to get better at, and it needs to be tougher in the trenches. You need to set the pace for the game, open those holes. They did that tonight, and the Wolves didn't have an answer for it. I've rescored in their first six possessions this evening before rounding out the game with their second string and JV in there with two turnover on downs to wrap things up. Sandusky would not score until the third quarter. And Sandusky tonight, 2 of 10 on third downs for just 20%, 3 of 6 on fourth downs. Our reach was 3 for 4 on third downs, just four third downs this entire evening, converting to three of them over two on fourth downs that was late in the game time possession now that's a little skewed in favor of sandusky is carrying the ball two-thirds of the time 31 minutes 46 seconds for sandusky however reached just 16 and 14 seconds and uh had 42 points to show for it well sandusky ran quite a few more plays yeah, 14 right more plays, and, and, you know. and getting three yards a carry or four yards a play at most uh, they were definitely eating up a lot of clock. Where Harbor Beach got some big runs, they got a 40-yard run from Bukholz at one time. They got another 40-yard run from Harper. So they got the big chunk plays, the big plays that really break the back, and uh, that was a big difference for them tonight. So Dave Hansen, who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? Thompson Chevrolet player goes to the hat trick, Mr. Shea Woodkey. Oh, okay. Ah, I got you there. Yes, he yes. did. Uh, he scored three touchdowns in the first half, nine carries, 81 yards. I, I know Benson Harper had that extra carry and a few more yards, but when you flip this script and see a guy that sets the tone on defense. That's where they got shellacked against Ubley was in the middle of the field. They couldn't stop a running game. Shea Woodkey on his back, 12 carries, one or 12 tackles, one for loss. There wasn't anybody even close to him. The next biggest tackler in the game was six tackles, happened to be teammate Caden Lawhorn. I thought Shea Woodkey was a big reason Sandusky couldn't get the running game going tonight, so Shea Woodkey is your man tonight. Congratulations, Shea Woodkey. Nine carries, 81 yards on offense with for three scores, and on defense defense 12 tackles leading the team including one tackle for a loss and before we get to other area scores across the region we have plenty of finals here to report once again we'd like to invite you to the 2023 pigeon rotary club wine and ale tasting on thursday october 12th at the pigeon event center tickets are just 35 dollars include heavy appetizers 20 wines on tap as well as eight beers cheese tasting and much more buy your tickets today by going to pigeonrotary.com that's pigeon rotary.com other area scores plenty to report here akron fairgrove gets their fifth victory of the season taking out ashley 14 to 16 to improve to five and one on the season burton Atherton played last night took out oakland christian 36 to 3 brown city blanks mayville 60 nothing tonight to improve to six and zero on the season they are the voted number one team in TSA's top five, that's the Thumb Sports Writers Association rankings. In 11-player football, USA takes their first victory of the season over Carroll on the road, 34-14. to They rip off 20, or, uh, 14 straight points. It was 14-8, and also it was 28-8 to 
And then the, both teams tack on a score in the fourth quarter to make it a 34-14. First victory for the Patriots this season, now improving to 1-5. in five. Yeah, much need a win for that program. They, uh, they've they been kind of drugging the mud here a little bit, trying to get their, get out of their own way. Uh, the numbers are down a little bit, but uh, good for them. That That is a start in the right direction. You know, got to get some wins under your belt. Uh, that, that brings up good camaraderie. It's good for the community and uh, kind of gets those kids to come back out. So good win for them, a much-needed one for the Patriots. Cassidy blanks Vassar 62-0, and now with that win, they have lost, They have not lost since they lost to Harbor Beach in Week 2. And since that loss, they have now put together 196 points since that loss to Harbor Beach and have given up just six total points since Week number 2's loss. Vassar falls to 0-6. Lakers takes out Reese. From what we understand, this is an unofficial score, but 42-6 to is the score we've been reported. Lakers improves. We're four straight victories now since starting out the season 0-2. They've now rattled off four straight victories, all in divisional play, most importantly, taking out Reese 42-6. And Ubley taking out Bad Axe in Ubley tonight, 44-6. to so Ubley improves to 6-0 and and 4-0 in divisional play. Bad Axe falls to 2-4. Yeah, no, no real surprises there. I have, so you nailed it there. Most uh, happy for USA there. That's that's a big win for them. And uh, I think on the eight-player side, uh, Brown City continuing their dominance. It's got a little slow start tonight, but they, they kicked it in gear with another big win for them. And that is a confirmed score. Lakers 42, Reese 6. Thank you to Kurt Dammer for saying that one in. And uh, thank you to Kurt Dammer who filled in for us last week while we were off. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, again, uh, a week off for us there, but we'll be back in the grind here for the for quite a few weeks in a row here now. And speaking of the Lakers, that's uh, well, we got the Greater Thumb West Championship next week between the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers and the Cass City Redhawks. Some rivalries that you just can't miss. And uh, Power Beach and Ubley might be one, but Cass City and Lakers is another. And that, uh, that should be a great game and as far as we're concerned the winner of that game is the greater thumb west champion so uh a lot on the line and it should be a very competitive game hard to believe we're almost to the end of divisional play just one more week of divisional play before weeks eight and nine are non-conference or non-divisional before the playoffs will be here before we know it yeah sure enough and we uh we're, we're on pace to have quite a few teams that are, are trying to punch a bid into playoff uh, contention so, Dave Hanson, final thoughts here from week number six. Well, homecoming was uh, was great per usual over here in Harbor Beach. And uh, like I said, the field was great. Uh, the attendance was phenomenal. Again, I thought Sandusky would hang a little bit closer earlier in that game, but they fought back in the second half, had a real nice third quarter, but just uh, too little too late for them. Harbor Beach Pirates on their game, got the running game going. Shea Woodkey, Benson, Harper combined for 200 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Too much for the uh, visiting Sandusky Wolves. Tonight's game broadcast was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anger Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Caddock Radiator and Air Conditioning of Bad Axe, Rainey's Honey Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Countryside Transportation, here on Auto Parts, Whitetail Properties Real Estate, Harbor Beach True Value, Albert Insurance Agency of Port Hope and Harbor Beach, Harbor Beach Community Schools, Harbor Beach Community Hospital, Bayport State Bank, Sure Health, Better Health, Better Life. So on behalf of our entire broadcast team, Dave Hansen, in-game analysis, Doug Cole, director of sports information, Kendall Anthus, our intern from Northwood University, stepping up to the plate as our spotter tonight as Dan Benke was off. Congratulations to Cadence Wiederhold, the queen of the 2023 Harbor Beach homecoming as the Pirates take the victory over Sandusky 42-12. We'll be back on air next week 
as we shift our attention to the Greater Than West. Lakers at Cass City to determine who will go home with the Greater Than West title. Will it be Cass City? Will it be Lakers? You have to tune in. Starting at 6 p.m. next week from Cass City for the Greater Than West Championship. On behalf of the entire WLW Sports team, good night. Drive safe. We'll see you next week. Good night, folks. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.